mergers and acquisitions, things that they want to set their sights on, thanks to the FTC hearing, as well as another significant leak. We have a lot to look at. This will particularly be looking at the hardware strategy, the potential hardware strategy at Xbox and what they have planned. There is rumors of another two-tiered system like they did with the One and the One X and the Series S and the Series X. There's talks of a hybrid cloud console as well as just a controller that you would buy. So I want to primarily focus on that. We will likely have to do other shows and other, other monologues and discussions about all of the other things coming from the leaks just before I went live I saw somebody said that there is still more to come so try to hang with me as I try to cover all of this and break it down for you and the lessons learned from series X and S could be landing on some of the things that we're going to come over now I put all of the good things for you right here in the beginning of the video it's a longer video because I discuss it with the live audience so make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button so you do not miss out on my shows so the next Xbox console is apparently landing in 2028 which brings a whole host of questions in a recent new batch of documents from the FTC case as well as a giant leak of Microsoft documents we are learning about Microsoft's hardware plans in light of how this generation has gone with the Series X and the Series S split I have a lot of questions and the documents actually point to some potential changes in their approach while also maintaining a two-tiered console breakdown and potentially maybe even going to a hybrid cloud box or just a controller that you play on. Now, the first thing I want to look at is what we learned. There has been a swath of headlines from the latest sort of leak of redacted, previously hidden uh, emails and things that we did not have access to, and we now have access to them. The public can now see them. It's basically chat logs and different things about the future and even slides from presentations that we will take a look at. But the second thing I want to discuss is will they do this again will they make what I see as mistakes within the series X and the series S split that was essentially a surprise nobody was expecting to see the series S when it landed and it has seemingly caused issues both with the fact that developers don't necessarily like developing for two SKUs but even beyond that the limitations in power are causing games to arrive on the Xbox ecosystem later than they're arriving on other platforms what sort of impact will that have on their strategy and their structure going forward the third thing and the last thing is what about the series s right given the sales ratios that we're also learning about from some of this there's an ongoing assumption that the series s was the leader and what sort of expectations and future console purchases will we expect to see from an ecosystem of purchasers that are looking for low entrance costs they want the lower cost box they want to get into the game pass or the xbox ecosystem at that lower entrance even if it's five years if even if it's five years from now if the largest portion of your consumer base is on the series s that may influence what the next iteration of the xbox console looks like okay so first what did we learn there's a lot going on here okay according to axios in an article entitled microsoft targeted next xbox for 2028 court documents 
show. Now, keep in mind, this basically lines up with interviews that Phil Spencer has done recently, okay, saying that they had no plans for a mid-gen refresh and that the focus was going to be on the Series S and the larger hard drive. Now, yes, there's a talk of a digital-only Series X. I'll get to that in a moment. That's not a mid-gen refresh, okay? This would appear, I think, internally that they have plans for the next console that will not be happening within this generation. Microsoft executives are expected, I think, according to Axios, this is from the Axios article, Microsoft executives expected in spring of 2022 to launch the next Xbox console in 2028 and were considering a more flexible approach to its gaming hardware according to an internal chat log released as part of the Federal Trade Commission's lawsuit to block Microsoft's purchase of Activision. Okay, so basically there's potential here, a situation where more documents are getting released in the coming days I woke up this morning and it was a freaking feast I couldn't believe it it was like every other tweet was about this situation okay so we're gonna get more and more about this but apparently in the spring of 2022 they already had plans in place and sort of an outline strategy of 2028 is when our next gen lands so they're they're gonna stay with SNX for the next, at the time of recording this, for the next five years. So for now, this is a helpful insight, I think, into their plans, but also more from the Axios report. The 2028 launch plan was referenced in a May 2022 meeting among more than a dozen senior Microsoft executives. So in this document, a lot of the executives are in there. They're part of this conversation. Needless to say, this is being discussed at a high level. This was not just some passing remark in an email between two people. And an interesting line of questioning came from a non-Xbox executive. In a brief chat exchange, a non-Xbox executive asked the gaming leadership team whether the next Xbox will veer from the traditional model of consoles having fixed hardware standards that all gamers develop for. So essentially the question is, are you going to stick with, here's the box, build for it, right? Are you going to do something different than that? Considering Xbox's willingness to start this gen with a two-tiered console, I think it's a valid question. Question. Would there be room for some type of modular or upgradable box in the future that would almost be like a PC? So the question was phrased in this way, quote, is the plan for 2028 to keep that illegible, you can't read it, to keep that blank-like model or force a Windows-like flexible capabilities-like model? So basically saying, are you going to go with what you've been doing or are you going to force some kind of a Windows-like Models like some kind of a PC kind of a thing for your entertainment room or your living room or whatever. So it wouldn't necessarily be a PC, but it would be in that vein. So that seems to be the thought. They're essentially pitting the decision against the previous observation that, quote, one of the things consoles have been really great at is giving a very clear platform target for developers. So that's the that's like the contrast here. You've got a real clear platform for developers. Are you going to keep doing that in the future? Because... You know, I wonder what Xbox internally thinks about having two platform targets currently with respect to developer feedback about the Series S and the X. Matt Booty recently admitted in an interview that it does take more work for devs because of the two-tiered system, but devs should be able to, quote, plan better for their next project. Now, I don't think that's boating all that well with devs. According to somebody in the gaming press at Gamescom, one of the main things that came out of that was off the record, developers do not like the Series S. 
is there a pivot here are they learning from that are going are they going to change their strategy for the next generation now the answer to the inquiry is a bit of a mixed bag and it comes from kevin gamel he's the corporate vice president of gaming ecosystems and he replies and he says we've already started this journey with xbox one and one x furthering it with the series s and x And then he says, we need to be even more flexible going forward with Gen 10, but also provide the ability for creators to take advantage of unique hardware capabilities. So obviously you got to kind of read between the lines here. First, you will notice that he says, we already started this journey. All right. What journey is that? Well, the answer seems to push back against the question. In Gamel's mind, there is no dichotomy here, right? The, The question is, well, do we stick with what you've been doing or do we go with a flexible, like capable like model like a windows model and his answer is we've already started this journey so he doesn't pick one of the options that are given to him he says no look we already started this journey and then he sort of doubles down he says we need to be even more flexible going forward in gen 10 but also provide the ability for creators to take advantage of unique hardware capabilities so it seems like he wants flexibility which is what the two-tiered system they think offers but also he's saying listen we also need to let creators take advantage of unique hardware capabilities now this could be getting at the fact that parity is becoming an issue with the current issue with Baldur's Gate 3 and in my mind I'm thinking that's not the only thing that's not being harnessed right if he's saying listen there's unique hardware capabilities you gotta let the creators leverage those things or they're not going to want to come to our box they're not going to want to come to our system if you create a two-tiered system, you have to let the stronger system leverage its hardware, something that we have not really seen from the Series X. Starfield is a prime example of a game that leverages nothing significant on the Series X versus the Series S. So it seems as early as 2022, they were already considering some changes with how the next console would land. I've always felt that Xbox was on a trajectory of blurring the line between console and PC so they can approach developers and say, listen, this is how large our platform is. We're not just a console. We're also on the PC ecosystem as well. I'm even seeing some speculation that, you know, maybe Xbox launches some kind of modular gaming PC. They don't seem to indicate that in any of the internal documents that would be like a third tier i'll get on that in a moment i think their third tier is some kind of a cloud hybrid i continue to think that xbox's main issue on pc specifically is their own gaming store experience versus steam which there's talks that they want to buy nintendo and valve and we're not talking about that today that's probably going to be another video but it's not surprising because i think steam is a huge barrier game pass makes their ecosystem and first party games a giant problem for brokering a deal with steam steam has no interest in putting game pass within their storefront and many pc gamers are going to stick with steam over going over to the xbox ecosystem so pc gamers would likely look down their nose at any kind of a gaming pc or some type of a a pc hybrid thing for your living room they probably would not be the target market and the console user base would maybe have a stigma against a device like that they would say it's too expensive i don't want a gaming pc i just want a console As far as I can tell from the documents and the statements themselves, this sounds more like a flexible two-tiered approach. One that would likely abandon feature parity from the language used about leveraging hardware. But the pesky problem of feature parity and more info coming from the Xbox leaks 
points to, I think, something that might give them a way out from that. The next-gen console could also be potentially a hybrid. Quote, Our vision, this is from one of the leaked documents, Our vision, develop a next-generation hybrid game platform capable of leveraging the combined power of the client and cloud to deliver deeper immersion and entirely new classes of game experiences. So, Given where we are right now with cloud, I'm not really confident in this, okay? It might make some sense contextually of why Microsoft is prioritizing cloud over Series X saturation. The internal emails where Phil Spencer said, we're going to constrain console distribution for cloud. That might be what he had in mind, right? When he said that this is, you know, Activision Blizzard's not our strategy. It's an accelerant to our strategy. Again, if you're wanting to go with a hybrid cloud model and you're wanting to put more games on the cloud, a great way to do that is to have an ecosystem that's just bursting at the seams with content. And King Mobile could also help with that by getting into the mobile market. They need that footprint to grow. Now, according to The Verge, this is from their article on it, those are the words on just one slide from a leaked presentation dubbed, quote, the next generation of gaming at Microsoft, which appears to be a May 2022 pitch document entirely around this idea. The company imagined you playing these games using the combined power of a sub $99 gadget, possibly a handheld, and its xCloud platform simultaneously, okay? There are multiple slides detailing how they would do this, how they would ramp up, how this would look like from a growth perspective, and according to The Verge, the documents include an entire potential roadmap for the technology that would have seen hardware designs begin in 2024, that's next year, and the first dev kits would arrive in 2027, and the first high Hybrid cloud games would be produced from 2024 to 2026. That's not a big window. That's only two years. So I don't know what type of games these would be. However, keep in mind, it's possible none of this happened. The Verge speculates, quote, It's very possible none of this happened, just as Microsoft abandoned its dedicated xCloud SKU in favor of partnering with other providers instead. So they might not have done any of this, but... This is from like May of last year. Okay, so there is a possible strategy here where they're going to say, we need something that can leverage both cloud and hardware. Why? They want to drive costs down. A $99 gadget, like something that's below or, or around $100 is their goal here. They're wanting mass market appeal at that price point. You don't need to buy an expensive gaming PC or an expensive gaming console. You can buy this thing for 100 bucks, and you can play everything thanks to the cloud. Now, according to leaked documents, Satya Nadella, CEO of Microsoft, said the following, We're building four types of computers. One, cloud everything. Two, a hybrid Xbox. Three, hybrid Windows. And four, hybrid HoloLens. We need to bring the company systems talent together to align on a unified vision. We can't go from big idea to big idea. We need a single big idea to rally the company around. Then, In May of 2022, we get this roadmap all the way to 2030. In another document from May of 2022 dubbed Roadmap to 2030, the company suggests its new strategy may revolve around the controller. Controller becomes the hero, reads one key tenet, adding, the new Xbox controller is the only thing you need to play on every device. The document goes on to describe Sebel or Sebel, I don't know how to pronounce it, it's spelled S-E-B-I-L-E. It's a new Xbox controller that includes direct-to-cloud connectivity 
as well as Xbox wireless and Bluetooth. Now, this seems to line up with everything we're hearing. An, an emphasis on cloud versus strong native hardware in the home, some type of a hybrid device. This would be, I think, in orbit to a lot of things we've seen happening. If they do decide to go ahead with another console in 2028, maybe the controller is the pure cloud device, and then maybe the console is the hybrid. There's also a screenshot of the timeline that I have for you. So here's the timeline. You'll notice the thing closest to me says next gen, and then you see 2028, and this is the immersive game and app platform. So this is them at like full game, you know, power. This is where they want their platform to go, essentially. You can see they're already referring internally to 2028. That's next gen. So they're already thinking, well, that's next gen. This is where we are now. That's next gen. That's always kind of an awkward situation, right? (laughs) That's always a bit of an awkward situation because you go from, well, I kind of feel like we're still in next gen, right? We we refer to PS5 and the Series X as like, well, these are next gen. Where's the next gen games? What's a next gen feature? Does this game have next gen features? And then Microsoft internally is already like, all right, 2028's next gen, okay? So then there's also um, some thoughts about a controller that'll have haptic feedback, if you haven't seen this image here. So those who were, you know, mocking haptic feedback, I'm really excited to see how they spin this into a positive. They've all said haptic feedback is stupid. It's a gimmick. They sell us gimmicks and our controllers, you know, are are overpriced. Those of us that like the DualSense, I actually like both controllers, but the DualSense, I actually do like haptic. I think it's very cool. So we'll see how people decide to spin this into a positive once they start doing haptics as well. And this is your mid-gen refresh. Um... I don't know what that is. Uh, it looks, it honestly, I don't want to say what it looks like because there's people already putting out the fact that it looks like those black trash cans at Target where you step, I'm not, I'm not going to call it a trash can. I actually love the Series X and this would be a rounded one. This is a digital Series X with no power increase. So this leak is pretty harmful in my mind. Like the idea that we now have an insight into the fact that their mid-gen refresh is a digital Series X, and there's no power upgrade at all. Now, you have to consider the optics of this if the PS5 Pro is real, if the rumors about the Nintendo Switch 2 are real, and midway through this generation, you're you're getting a digital Series X. I, just, I don't think that's going to look too strong on the hardware front for consumers. We're already seeing a slowdown in Xbox hardware saturation and an uptick in PlayStation 5, and whatever Nintendo cranks out will likely sell an insane amount. So... This, I think, is, again, this is harmful. It exposes a lot of their hardware strategy, both their current and their future hardware strategy. I went through that very quickly. The future plans, while murky, I think is still fraught with problems, okay? If they're going to go with another two-tiered system, that that, that sounded like they're going to continue doing that. He's like, we already started that journey, and he references the One and the One X and the Series S and the Series X, okay? There's also an emphasis on cloud, and cloud hasn't really come to fruition yet. Like, are developers really sold on the cloud just yet? So my question is, are they making the same mistake again? The first thing I think about is the current split hardware dilemma has not gone well for Xbox. This is bigger than just the memory bottleneck of the Series S. If they're pushing devs into a two-tiered system again, or even wanting developers to develop games for the cloud or a hybrid cloud device, that may not go the way that they want. Devs may be hesitant 
to build for the cloud because it brings a potential host of problems. Somebody's connectivity can make them think that your game is bad and they just have a bad connection. Certain infrastructures, cities, and neighborhoods just are not equipped with internet speeds to get good cloud service. And if that's where you want your game's landing, developers, again, may be hesitant. They may also be hesitant if you're not just saying, here's a hybrid cloud device, but if they're saying, our next hardware is going to be two-tiered again, just like Series S and X was. A consistent narrative among developers is that building for one system really helps to streamline things. But when you have a two-tiered hardware setup, you have two SKUs to develop for. Obviously, it's, it's not as extreme as like when you're developing for a Nintendo and an Xbox at the same time, or a PlayStation and a PC at the same time. Since the software operating system on the Xbox Series S and X and the hardware is similar between them, but the issue becomes one of time. You naturally have to prioritize the weaker system. Whatever the weaker system happens to be is irrelevant. If it's Xbox Y and Xbox Z, if the Y is weaker, devs have to focus their attention there first. It stands to reason that optimization would take priority on the weaker system and then you bring it up to the stronger system and you have way less problems and things to consider if you go in the other direction you prioritize the stronger system you undoubtedly push elements and features farther than they can go on the weaker system therefore doubling your work or increasing your work once it's time to bring it to the weaker hardware system Walking back, removing or tweaking things is a lot of work and developers don't particularly like doing that. As I said, the issue here is time. All that time and bandwidth spent getting the game working on the weaker hardware is time not spent at the higher level features. However, the pushback might be the cloud can save us, right? If you go with a hybrid cloud system or a hybrid cloud setup, maybe a lot of that could be pushed off to the cloud. Maybe there could be things handled and and operating on the cloud to take up and and pick up the slack, essentially, for that weaker hardware. So maybe that's why they're going to continue with a two-tiered flexible. They want that low entrance cost, that $99 thing that they're talking about. That could be their inroad to saying it's a low entrance cost with really, really high performance if they can have some great breakthroughs with cloud. We also have reported on the fact that they don't have great cloud capacity. The capacity is not there. How can you make a mainstream offer for under $100 and hope for mainstream widespread adoption if you don't have current cloud capacity where it needs to be for your already very small xCloud user base? This is why I found the comment about hardware capabilities to actually be encouraging, right? As somebody who has been very disappointed with Xbox this generation with the Series S and the X, I liked the line where he said, we need to provide the ability for creators to take advantage of unique hardware capabilities. If 2028 rolls around and they launch a really powerful upper level Xbox, because that's what I want, I don't want a cloud device, I want to be able to buy it knowing it will be fully utilized. Currently, I do not have that confidence after the Series X and the Project Scarlet marketing. None of that's come to fruition, and that's just from a consumer's perspective. You also have to consider the developer perspective. There already There is a growing narrative that the Series S is a bother. The journalist that went to Gamescom and spoke off the record with a bunch of developers that do not like the Series S. If developers and publishers see Xbox doing the same thing again in 2028, will it not further the distance between them? What if they don't want to develop for the cloud? What if they don't want their game on the cloud? What if they don't want their game to launch on a device that's weaker or requires more work? Many devs may just say, no thank you, you're repeating the same mistakes as last time. And it would be hard to argue with them. 
especially given the current sales projections of the Series S and the X. Xbox will need to be able to leverage a larger footprint or ecosystem presence going into 2028 to get those good third-party relationships because their hardware presence won't be any stronger than it is heading into this generation. They're looking like their hardware saturation will be worse going into the next generation, meaning they won't have as much leverage and buying power to say, well, our adoption rate, our upgrade rate should be pretty good. No, it's getting weaker every month that passes. If anything, their hardware saturation looks to be worse by the end of this generation compared to last. And I can't look at the hardware plans from the Xbox and not ask the question, what about the Series S? A slide from one of the emails that recently got released indicated that Xbox forecasted a 65-35 split between the Series X and the S in April. That means that 65% should have bought the S and 35% should have bought the X. The actual number was 75-25. 75% of the people who bought an Xbox in April bought a Series S. 25% bought the X. Now, that doesn't mean what many are concluding. I'm seeing people on Twitter jumping to the conclusion that, well, that means it's a three to one you know, total sales for the Xbox Series S versus the X. It was one month, okay? But that one month slide could be indicative of what the market's doing. I mean, they actually projected a 65-35 split. So Microsoft clearly knows there's a heavy lean to the Series S away from the X. If this is how the market has been responding to the Series S, then I would think this extends the shadow of the platform. Series S, in my in my estimation, is it's a shadow over the Xbox platform. The fallout from delayed releases of Baldur's Gate 3 and then Lord of the Rings Mines of Moria is likely just the beginning. And we had people saying in the wake of the Baldur's Gate 3 situation, oh, the, the Series S has got to be left behind at some point. This is clearly not possible given the reports and the speculations about how much better the Series S sells, compounded by Xbox constraining production of the Series X in favor of the cloud. And now we know why they might be doing that. They may be spending the next six years gearing up for this cloud hybrid or this controller that doesn't even need a console. It just plays through the cloud. This could lead to a handful of things in the generation that happens next. Okay? First, it could have an effect on this generation. Given that Baldur's Gate 3 had to abandon parity and Minds of Moria is coming late, Xbox is going to have to consider a shift on parity. Case by case is probably going to become a tiresome exercise. So it would not surprise me in the least if third-party games start landing on the Xbox with features that just skip the Series S. Baldur's Gate 3 is sort of a crack in the dam that will likely spread. Beyond just feature parity, I can't see Xbox being able to make any significant pivots. Some have suggested, well, let games just go to the Series X first. Well, that's not plausible if the reports are to be believed about how minority of a status the Series X has within the Xbox user base. And the exact same reality faces anybody suggesting to skip the S altogether. This is not something they can do. They just simply can't and this is something to consider for the next generation of console in two ways first the series s is basically the xbox console now the series x is an afterthought it doesn't matter okay if you're developing for xbox you're developing for the series s that's pretty much what you can see in starfield the 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 difference between the versions is marginal at best so whatever two-tiered system you come up with for the next generation well the same rule applies if the lowest entrance cost into xbox's hardware next generation is a 99 dollars cloud device that's what takes precedent 
first. You're going to develop for that first. Now you could say, well, with the cloud, it could leverage incredible graphics and look amazing. And then maybe they do sell like a high-end piece of hardware that you can buy if you prefer a native piece of hardware in your living room. And both the $99 cloud device and the really, really high-end hardware are able to basically run the same games. Like, that's a possibility. Devs would still have to focus their attention on making sure the game was set up for the cloud device first if that's the primary low-entrance cost offer. It would take priority. It makes the weaker or the cheaper console that's the console the second thing to consider is consumer expectation if the entire generation that we're in now spends its time with the majority of the xbox console owners on the series s they will likely expect another low cost entry in the next generation and more than that what about series x owners if they see another two-tiered console launch will they even bother big promises and big commitments may fall on deaf ears by that time if series x owners spend this generation feeling like they got duped or lied to because that's how i feel the real question is will any of these plans matter if the current generation continues as is a mid-gen digital series x isn't going to change much doing a hybrid box or a cloud controller or a two-tiered xbox none of this is what drives gamers to platforms strong first-party games are absent from all of this we just don't see it starfield helped a little bit we saw a bump in hardware sales for xbox but you need more than one title you need a steady cadence of titles and i'll talk about that more in another video about things we're learning about game pass so it makes sense why some of the documents are pointing to more startling and potential acquisitions at least acquisitions that they would like to have happen because they need games they need titles all this hardware strategy means nothing if you don't have a hook why is somebody going to come to your ecosystem even if it's a 99 dollars entrance fee to get a nice hybrid device or a controller well who cares if you don't have any really really awesome first party games or games that are only accessible on your ecosystem now i will say this i've been saying for a while now that this generation feels like an evolution of the platform before our eyes and with the current leaked documents we have an insight into where we're headed with the recent leaks about nintendo switch 2 performance and the ps5 pro xbox is certainly charting a different path the question is will the path lead them out of the woods or into further trouble well only time will tell So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusion here. Obviously, leaks like this are big news. More things are going to continue to come out and emerge. I did this on the 19th of September at like 10 in the morning. So there's stuff that's going to come out after everything I've said that might make things look a bit differently. I will likely have to do another show just about the merger and the aspects along with emails about like Game Pass. I saw an email about studios proving their worth. There's a lot to comb over, all right? For now... I want to focus on the hardware. That's what we are talking about in this stream. It's going to be so hard not to talk about the other things, but you're going to have to help me out, okay? We're sticking to the hardware because I see both good and bad here. The potential of a hybrid cloud gaming device could be huge. The question would be, can you convince devs to leverage and build for it? And can you convince consumers to buy it? I also see bad potential in this two-tiered console approach that they may do again. Microsoft may continually face hesitancy from developers if they focus on two-tiered hardware as well as the cloud. But 
A lot can change in five years. The second thing I want to say is, it almost feels like the generation that we're currently in is already kind of over. Starfield doesn't offer anything in the way of showing off Series X power, and the Series S continues to become the main console. As far as I can tell, Xbox is happy to focus on cadence of games, to feed and grow Game Pass in the ecosystem, and the distant dream of Project Scarlet now feels like a faded memory. So the motto of wait until has come full circle. I now have to wait until 2028 to have a truly powerful next-gen Xbox. My conclusion is this. There's a lot to break down and digest from these leaks. We have insights into Game Pass, the current and future hardware strategy of Xbox, and brazen ideas about what's best for Nintendo. To keep things on topic and on course, I would like to focus purely on the hardware aspect, and the other topics are just too big to cram in to one discussion. Does Xbox have a strong future in hardware and gaming? Well, they seem to think so. But from where I sit, after all the broken promises this gen, they have a long way to go. And they have a lot to prove. And that's the show open. It's not even a leak. It's incompetence. Yeah, we're learning that this is not necessarily a leak. Apparently, it was like some massive 38 terabyte something. I, some I don't even know. It's like... It, it's somebody made a mistake from what I'm hearing. I saw another report this morning saying it had something to do with personal accounts in the cloud or something. Let me put up the daily goal and let's reset it. Let's reset that every 25. I give five. Thank you guys so much for being here this morning. Let me pop out the chat and thank anybody that did any super chats or fan funding during the show open. There is so much to talk about i tried purely to focus on the hardware aspects there's a lot of moving parts here there's a lot of good things that could come from this uh raven with 22 months says good morning all thank you for 22 months raven jazz certification with 15 months and it's a vip fcat with a vip xbox is the next stadia welcome back fcat three months different issue that also occurred today um Bloody uh, September 2023, nicknamed Bloody Tokens, Microsoft misconfigured an Azure storage bucket, exposing over 30,000 internal Microsoft Teams messages and 38 terabyte of private AI research data. Yeah, we're also hearing that that like it's a completely different other thing that happened that's gonna like probably lead to a bunch of other leaks. Mick D09 comes in with 20 months and a member VIP. Red Badge coming soon. And there it is. Han shot first. And John always shot first. First gifted member of the day. Thank you so, so much for doing that. Welcome on in. And congratulations to whoever got that gifted membership. Crazy Alchemist got the gifted membership. Please, uh, people don't like cloud. Right, like the hybrid cloud solution could be amazing. It could be. Because we've seen some really impressive things coming out of the NVIDIA cloud service. So doing a hybrid device for a hundred bucks or like a controller or something. Being able to leverage that at low cost and if they have performance that's like equal to like let's say there's a PlayStation 6. So if you do like a hybrid cloud device that's $100, and as long as you've got good internet, they're like, yeah, it's going to run as good as anything on the uh, the PlayStation uh, 6. Well, what are you going to say? You're going to be like, well, I'm going to go with that. That, 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 that. that inroad of price there uh, could be huge for Microsoft. But 
I'm thinking you're going to have to convince a lot of devs that this is the way to go because cloud just isn't there right now. Microsoft's cloud capacity isn't there right now. Every single time somebody's talked about it, they're like, there's not enough capacity. There's long queue times. There's lag, you know, and then we're hearing good things about NVIDIA, but it's like, okay, well, once again, is that something that is going to help and aid Xbox in any way? Like, are they going to be able to maybe leverage with a third party? I don't know. They're going to get a controller with haptics, ETC, and can stream games through the cloud on your TV for $100. Um, excuse me, I may die from that thought. <laughs> right, like, again, th- th- there, there's problems with what they're thinking about doing, at least in my estimation. Like, doubling down on the two-tiered system again, I'm like, that that hasn't gone well for you this time. It hasn't. Now, it did seem, from the, in- from the email, it did seem that they were open to letting creators leverage hardware capabilities. So it almost seems like internally they're already dealing with that question of yeah, we're not letting people really leverage the hardware right now. We need to be flexible, but we, we've got to let these guys leverage the hardware. Like, what are we doing here? $100 couldn't be a hybrid device, but a cloud-only device? Oh, right. Sorry. I don't want to conflate the categories. It's really confusing. That's my mistake. There's like the no, this one slide called it a hybrid device. The $100 device is, they're referring to it as a hybrid device. I I don't know what that means. I don't know how powerful it could be as far as what it offers. Like you're saying, it would purely be a a, a cloud device. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a hybrid device. It wouldn't be like half console, half cloud. Not for $100. But I'm telling you, I looked at the slide. I looked at it multiple times. I was like, what? How would you get this down this low in price? Daniel Lawson with $5. The cloud is the console for Xbox. It's not separate development platform. Right, but when you're developing a game for the cloud, you have to consider all the things that go into that because there are certain things you could have working on the cloud and then certain things you could have working on the box itself. You understand? That's why I said developers might say, no, we don't really feel like developing for a hybrid cloud device. If we develop for a hybrid cloud device, then we have to consider what what are the processes that are going to be taking place on the cloud, and then what's taking place on the device itself. That's specialized development. That's not like a normal development project. Like right now, if you develop for PC, that's it. If you develop for PS5, you're like, that's it. You're just developing for the hardware. You're not you're not developing you're not developing like for just native hardware, and then you have to spec the um then you have to like spec what the game can do and be like well this hardware might be a little bit weaker so we're not going to we're not going to do this 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 and this it's not like that you're actually dividing up where what what is processed where right and what kratopsy's saying you have to consider latency so you might put certain things on the cloud because let's just for the sake of the discussion be very basic with this let's say you put the ai systems on the cloud okay and you put a lot of the sub AI systems on the cloud. So people walking around a village and, you know, wildlife in the woods. Well, you put that on the cloud because if there's a little bit of latency, it's not a big deal. It's no big deal if 
you know, in the background, Susie's walking across the road with a box in her hands and she kind of lags a little bit, right? There are certain things you could put on the cloud, but then you're going to want to have certain things running natively. You're going to want to have, you know, player control, player movement. You're, but again, you're still going to run into issues of the whatever has to be resolved from client to cloud and back again. If there's any latency, it'll act up. It'll, it'll feel funny. It won't feel right. Everybody's going to consider that. If Microsoft's move is to say, we're going to go hybrid cloud, <laughs> we're, that's, that's where we're going, developers have to make a decision about whether or not they find that appealing. What's going to make that appealing to developers, I would think, would be footprint. If Microsoft can make a compelling case and say, listen, our ecosystem, our, our cloud, our storefront or whatever, it's everywhere. Because the one leak indicated they wanted to build like a storefront on mobile. Dalton Russell with a $2 super chat. Brace for one week. Uh, Sony pony accusations. I don't know what you're talking about. Thank you for the $2 tip. Um, brace for one week. I, I've One week what? Internet speed latency is the biggest factor. Even if rendered local, it takes time to get that sense of the cloud and back. A five spot from Mackie. Imagine a world where Microsoft owns Nintendo. This sounds insane, but Phil is that dude. We are not talking about that today. I, I've I've made that crystal clear. Don't do that. I feel like you all. I, I don't I don't trust you. I, I feel like you're always in here trying to stir things up. We I've made it very clear we're not talking about that. We're talking hardware. That's a whole other conversation and story. You do not get to come in here and sabotage. Bluetooth controller presents several Microsoft latency off the bat, so that's an oxymoron of sorts. Oh, I'm sorry. The Bluetooth controller presents several milliseconds of latency off the bat, so that's an oxymoron of sorts. No, it's not. Milliseconds of latency through Bluetooth is not the same as inconsistent potential latency through cloud. You've created a false equivalency. The potential milliseconds of latency on a Bluetooth controller is not equivalent to the potential latency on cloud. Like, that that's... That's not at all. Oh, one week of being accused of being a pony. Oh, he's saying I'm going to get accused of being a pony. Well, he spelled weak W-E-A-K, so I was very confused. I was like, huh? Keep saying that Valve would not accept Game Pass on Steam, but Gabe said that Valve is open to Microsoft launching PC Game Pass services on Steam in an interview with PC Gamer. I mean, I would love to see that contract. I don't know what Gabe would be wanting to get to benefit from that. What what would they benefit from that? I mean, the, the payout from Microsoft would have to be massive. The reason Gabe's probably open to it is because Microsoft would be writing a fat check. As far as the actual economics of it, it's, it goes against everything Steam does. People paying Microsoft a subscription fee and then getting to go to Steam and install a game and not give Steam any money, Steam would have some serious requests there. They wouldn't be like, yeah, that's fine. We're, no, that's contrary. Imagine the number of Starfield sales, for example. Did you see the number of people that were playing during early access weekend of Starfield? Are you kidding me? All that revenue from... That's one game, by the way. All that revenue from one game 
potentially minimized if you brought Game Pass to Steam. I mean, they'd have to write a massive check to Steam to be like, yeah, sure, put PC Game Pass on Steam. Yeah, that's fine with us. Woo, that's that's crazy talk. Steam would ask for 30. 30% of what, though? 30% of the sub? Okay, so you can buy Starfield for $100. And they get thirty percent of what the thirty dollar upgrade and the thirty and and what the ten dollar sub. Come on, I can tell you don't like doing coverage of Xbox. I actually don't mind this because I think this is these are interesting discussions. I like when things line up where it's like I've been trying to tell folks that Microsoft's going through an evolution. These internal documents really point to a hardware evolution for them. I, I that I, this I don't mind this at all. This is really at some levels really confirming of some of the projections that we've made about I don't know man, Microsoft's moving in a different direction. It could gang with 6 months. Microsoft's cooking something with cloud. Cloud will be massive in the future. It's where the industry is heading. Every download Steam gets 30%. 30% of all Game Pass subscriptions forever. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe. Microsoft will be aggressive with that. I've continued to say, I don't think Microsoft can be successful on PC because of Steam. I think Steam's always going to be their main their main barrier, their main problem. So if they're, if they're aggressive and they can make a compelling offer to Steam, then that would be the best way for them to get past that barrier. Because... Right now, if you look at anytime somebody you know is is given this choice, the 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 mass majority of people go to Steam as opposed to Xbox. You buy a subscription on an Apple device, Apple takes a thirty percent cut. Right, but the difference there, Zubair, is when I go to Steam, their entire ecosystem is built around the idea of me buying a game, and they get a thirty percent cut of that purchase. If you suddenly have millions of people, I mean, how many people have Game Pass on PC? What was the, what was the estimate? What wasn't it like 15 million, 10 to 15 million or something? If let's just say 10 million, let's keep it on the low end. That's 10 million people that wouldn't have had to buy Starfield from Steam. They they had they had a quarter of a million concurrent players playing Starfield opening weekend. I don't know about that. And we're a little we're a little off target because well, not necessarily. This is this is related to what we're talking about. Because if Microsoft is able to do that, then they'd be able to leverage a, you know, a cloud hybrid console and then they're on PC in a better standing and then they could approach developers and say, "When you make a game for the Xbox ecosystem, this is where we are. We're everywhere. We're in phones, TVs, iPads, our PC footprint has grown significantly because of our partnership with Steam. This is all hypothetical, but you know, because of our partnership with Steam. And and we've also got this $99 you know, cloud device that's selling very well. Like, if they can get good adoption rate on a $99 cloud device, their, their entire hardware structure would change, but they'd have a footprint that would be compelling to developers and publishers. Like, the rumors and leaks we're hearing about the Nintendo Switch are significant. Why? Because developers and publishers avoid Switch because of its power constraints. That being less of a problem in the next generation of Nintendo will play a significant role. 
and and Microsoft, I think, in a similar fashion, could say, "Listen, man, we've we've got we've got massive potential reach here. We've got massive potential reach. You make a game for us. We're 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 on we're on so many places. Our ecosystem has mushroomed, you know, for a for a for a while now. And then and then their consumer adoption could turn around." Because think about it. The average person right now that is in the console ecosystem, if they could make, and again, this is a big if, this is all hypothetical. If Microsoft could make a device for like a hundred bucks and the cloud gets into a much better state and they're like, yeah, you can play all the latest third party games and they run just as well, right? As, as they do on a on a high end on a high end PC or on a high end console, you're not going to buy that just to try it out. Like, let's say you're in the console ecosystem right now, and you're you're you can't wait to buy a PlayStation Five Pro, and you can't wait to buy a Nintendo Switch Two. Twenty twenty eight. If Microsoft walks into the market with like a a hundred dollar device, and if it actually is if works and is compelling. You're not going to buy that at that price point? NX Gamer points out the confusion about the PS5 Pro. It's not anytime soon for Sony on a hardware upgrade and explains in a video. No way 8K in those specs for under 700 costs on silicon. I'm I'm not going to trust one YouTuber's opinion. All of the leaks, all of the insider information points to a PS5 Pro coming. These are people that have contacts, not some guy making speculation in a video. I've not watched the video that you're talking about, but this happens all of the time. Something comes out, rumor comes out, and someone's like, no, 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 this YouTuber debunked that. And it's like, no, they didn't. That YouTuber is speculating. There's been plenty of speculation on why it would be possible. Digital Foundry did their own video speculating on why it could be possible. And there's also speculation on the same on the same token with the Nintendo Switch too, and that's not what we're talking about today. You guys keep coming in and trying to derail. We're not talking about the PS5 Pro and videos about PS5 Pro. We're not talking about you know the the other things from these emails. We're talking about Microsoft's hardware, Microsoft's hardware, and their strategy going forward from according to these documents. I don't think a hybrid cloud will ever work. Uh, I think cloud gaming works best when you just treat it like a box you remote into. Developing a game that truly leverages cloud would be difficult. Even Totillo just tweeted that there's even more leaks coming. Yes. Yes, there's a lot coming. It's not even over. Digital Foundry is bought and paid for by Xbox. And that's why they discussed the PS5 Pro and thought it was actually plausible within, within certain potential realities. They also just discussed the Nintendo Switch too, but they're bought and paid for by Xbox, sure. Try and sucker gamers into their ecosystem by cheap pricing, no thanks. Well, I mean, there's obviously that discussion too. (laughs) I mean, okay, this is tangentially related to the PS5 Pro and the Nintendo Switch too, but I don't want to talk about the PS5 Pro and the Nintendo Switch too, okay? We're not talking about those. They're in the room, but I don't want to talk about them. That's a giant distraction. I want to talk about the Series X digital. Where did I put that? I put that on slide three. I want to. T- <laughs> I want to talk about the Series X digital. If if this if this in fact comes out next year, they were against the PS5 Pro. They weren't really against it. 
one of them didn't see the point. They thought it see it feels so early in the life cycle for a PS5 Pro. They they can have opinions about a PS5 Pro. They're not alone in that, by the way. They're not alone in thinking that it's a little bit early. But if that's real, it literally looks like a trash can. <laughs> Xbox. Xbox makes their consoles look like appliances. Like the Series X looks like a refrigerator, and then the the Series X digital looks like a looks like a trash can. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, um, guys. By the way, by the way, we're about fifty minutes. We're almost an hour into the broadcast. Make sure if you haven't done so this morning, go through the ritual, smash the like button. If you hit subscribe, you can talk in my chat, and let's get the member goal going. Let's get some member gifteds going and hit those big goals that we've got set. So. If the Series X digital lands, I, I believe it's slated to potentially lands next year. I mean, again, we're going based off of leaks. So um, let's say it lands next year. And that's the potential year for a, yeah, this is once you pop, you can't stop. Somebody may look like a Pringles thing. Um, if, if that's the potential year that we see a new Nintendo Switch, and we see a, a PS5 Pro, the, the the optics on Xbox in the realm of hardware, and I actually think this is really, really important. I think this is really important. The optics on Microsoft with respect to hardware is is in a pretty bad spot, if, the, if, this, if this in fact is real. Because you're going to be going to the store with a decision, and you're going to see like a port- portable and you're going to see like an upgraded PlayStation 5 you're going to see like cheaper PS5s you know because the PS5 regular will go down in price um, and then you're going to see the digital probably for like 400 bucks okay and if they successfully do what we think they're going to do with the PS5 maybe the unified SKU with a detachable drive maybe that comes out at the same time or around the same time as the PS5 Pro so that way they can then justify lowering price so PS5 Pro will be at this price and then like the unified digital optional external disk drive like the unified digital PlayStation 5 will be like I don't know 350 bucks I don't know they'll lower the price a little bit if they if they if they do that and then you're looking at a Series X digital for 400. I just, again, I think the optics on that's going to be really, really hard. It's going to be really, really hard. The Pro hasn't been confirmed. I mean, I, we're, I'm not saying it's been confirmed. We're having a discussion as if I said, you know, if these things ta- if these things transpire, then what's that look like for the the Xbox with respect to hardware? Because you have to consider. If they spend the rest of this generation losing consumer confidence in them as a hardware gaming device, then this thing that they have planned for 2028, this like long-term plan that they have, what does that even what does that even look like then? Are they even going to be able to get adoption? Maybe that's why they're 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 targeting like a $100 device because that's going to be one of their only potential selling points is 100 bucks every game at, at, at high fidelity graphics, like if they can grow xCloud to the degree that would, they would need, they would need to grow the capacity, not just the tech sorry for the links thought I'd try to contribute, you can't post links nobody saw what you posted uh, remember cloud power, don't be surprised if Microsoft can power the digital Xbox Series X with cloud, NVIDIA can do it, the issue is all of the recent reporting on cloud is that they don't have the capacity. Like that's 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 the issue facing 
Xbox Cloud or X Cloud. They don't have the capacity. They're literally constraining Series X production just to use the Series X's for server blades. So unless that's all considered like a test run for the real cloud launch, I don't know. Genuinely don't know. Eugene says a digital version of their console that's being outsold by two to one, maybe three to one, but it's little brother. You're going to release it at the same price four years in. I don't even know what I don't even know what they would how would they release it. I really don't. An email here uh from Satya Nadella. What is the share difference between PlayStation and us this generation right now in the US? I just want to make sure that we're staying in the ball game here in the one market that will define how publishers will allocate their focus. We've been saying that. We've been saying that like that's an email from two years ago from Satya Nadella. If you can't get good hardware distribution, you won't get focus from publishers. You won't get focus from developers. Why would they come to your platform? If you don't have good market saturation, that's what they're going to say. They're going to say, while we come over there, we need to sell games. We need to make money. And this is why I've continued to say, if Microsoft cannot establish a compelling footprint, their only choice is acquisition. And I don't think you can just let them just gobble up the entire market. Sure, they're going to get Activision Blizzard. But after that, I don't think the regulators are going to be able to just, yeah, sure, buy whoever you want. At a certain point, you're going to have to ask the question, is this good for the actual companies? Is this good for the market? Is this good for the consumer? Is the consumer losing choice? Is the market losing product, right? Especially if studios start closing down from some of the emails that we'll, we'll have to cover that in another in another video. A five spot from Mackie. I think after these leaks, uh, I think they just gained a bunch of consumer confidence. We know what's coming from them. How? What? You think these leaks b- bolster consumer confidence? How? I I don't I don't understand. Oh yeah, the digital Series X will be the same price as 4.99. That's also on the slide. You think that's bolstering consumer confidence? They're going to sell a digital Series X at the same price? They're not even going to lower the price? I don't see how these leaks bolster consumer confidence at all. It's all hypothetical. It's all murky. We don't even know what they're doing. We're all speculating. We're like, well, maybe they do a cloud hybrid. Maybe they do a controller. And there's also, it looks like, indication they're going to do another two-tier system, another two-tier hardware system. The game leaks? I'm not talking about the game leaks. We're talking about the hardware leaks. Yes, I saw some of the game leaks. Again... I don't think game leaks give consumer confidence. There's so many game leaks. How many times have we seen game leaks about like Bloodborne and and Bloodborne? <laughs> and uh, what was the other one we heard recently that we saw we were going to saw Stellar Blade was going to be at the state of play and it wasn't there. I don't think consumers give a whole lot of credence to those types of leaks where they see like a, an Excel spreadsheet of games that are coming. I, I don't think so at all. I don't. I if 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 you're thinking that these leaks are helping Xbox or helping Microsoft, I I I'm sorry. I think that's the a very very. I'm trying to be kind here. I, I think that's a very strange take to look at all of this and say 
Oh, yeah. This is good for Microsoft. This is good for Xbox. These are court docs, so it's solid. I, it doesn't matter if they're court docs. Typically, when you see a spreadsheet with games like that, a lot of those are just projections. They're tentative timelines. DK Baker with a gifted member. Thank you so much. We, we, we built all these fancy pop-ups for you guys now when you do that. Thank you, DK Baker, for bumping the gifted member goal to two. A little bit of a slower start today. You guys are always scared to gift members on Xbox days. You're like, I don't want to gift any <laughs> the hate watchers. Come on. <laughs> Who cares? <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bloodborne. Don't forget about Bloodborne. Mackie, I mean, if you want to drill down on one particular thing and say, this is really boosting consumer confidence because look, look at all these games that are coming. Okay, that again has nothing to do with what we're talking about. We are not talking about the leaks about games. You keep changing the subject. We're talking about the future hardware plans of Microsoft. And you're like, but, but, but wanting to buy Nintendo, but, 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 but the game leaks. We're not talking about those things. We have time to talk about those things. We're going to have to do more than one show about these Xbox leaks. There's too many of them. A single gifted member from Patrick Q. Thank you so much. And then a five bomb from rockin robin thank you guys so so much bumming the line to eight members on the day if you guys get a gifted member consider bumping up to member plus we've launched a new feature a new show segment where you get to see us plan the next day um i'm excited for hardware i here's the here's my issue with the hardware and why i think it could be good but i'm like i'm not sold on it yet number one We've seen this before. Another five gifted bomb from Car Doc Ren. Thank you so much, Car Doc Ren, taking us to 13 members on the day. You guys are in the 2500s, and our next goal is 3000 for another fight night with my wife and I. We played Mortal Kombat 1 this past week, so that's the next big goal. We have goals beyond that, but that's the next one. Thank you so much, Cardock Ren, for 32 months of membership and a VIP. Welcome back in. The, the reason that I'm not really sold on the hardware is, like, we've been here before. We've been here before. We have been here with the Project Scarlet Marketing. Did you guys see Phil Spencer's email in March of 2020? He is convinced that they have better hardware than PlayStation. And I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) As far as we know, in March of 2020, you were showing a Series S to Digital Foundry. And you knew at the time that that was going to be your focus. You weren't telling the public that. You were happy to keep this a secret. Project Scarlet gets marketed in 2019. Xbox Series X gets marketed in 2020. You're talking about native 4K. You're talking about 60 FPS. You're talking about ray tracing. Not a whisper about the Series S. And then we learn about the Series S because of leaks. And then you're like, oh yeah, we better announce it. So why is Phil Spencer saying in March of 2020, yeah, we've got better hardware than PlayStation? What are you talking about? Series S doesn't hold a candle to the PlayStation 5. I know all of the Xbox podcasts said that the Series S was going to run circles around the PS5. 
the Series S is running circles in the front yard tied to a fence post. If that's what it's doing, it's not running circles around the PS5. It's just running in circles. Ensuring that games come late to the Xbox ecosystem. That's what the Series S did. So, we've heard all this before. We've heard all this before. Promises of greatness. Like, oh yeah, Project Scarlet. And Phil's saying internally, we have better hardware than PlayStation. After the PS5 announcement. So they're talking internally about, we're going to have this hybrid console, and it's going to usher in, uh, let's go read some of the lingo. It's like that, I've heard all this before, and I'm not sold on cloud. I'm not. I'm not sold on cloud. From where I sit, if if you're going to try to leverage cloud in a hybrid device or in a controller, we got to see significant changes. We got to see significant changes. Because... We're not seeing evidence of cloud leverage right now, even from the articles from Windows Central by Jez Corden. He's talking about how they don't even have the capacity, and it's not even that great. Like, it's fine. It's not bad. But currently, do you really think xCloud and the cloud services, not not cloud services, cloud gaming from Xbox, do you really think that that's on a trajectory, like, in the next five years to support a hybrid model? I don't think so. We're getting sidetracked? How are we getting sidetracked, Brooklyn? This is one of the centerpieces of the discussion that they're talking about doing a hybrid cloud model. If 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 we've heard this before, we heard about Project Scarlet, we heard them talking about how they had better hardware, and now we're reading internally that they have like these really high ideas about this hybrid model. Our vision, develop a next-generation hybrid game platform capable of leveraging the combined power of the client and cloud to deliver deeper immersion and entirely new classes of game experiences. Not you, chat. Oh, I was going to say, I was like, this is all related. The next generation of gaming at Microsoft slide appears to be a 2022 pitch document around imagining you playing games using the combined power of a sub $99 gadget, possibly a handheld, and it's xCloud platform simultaneously. So, is this going to be some kind of a handheld for cloud, and it has nothing to do with the console? Even the language about the consoles feels separate, because like they're asked the question, are you going to go with the traditional like model of like, here's a, here's a console, that's it, develop for that. And the guy answers, and he's like, we need to continue to be flexible, but we also need to let creators leverage the hardware. So, from where I sit, there might be two things going on here. They're going to do another two-tiered system, and they're going to say, okay, here's your two-tiered system of hardware, here's a console for your house, you know, the Series Y and the Series Z. Please give us freaking letters that sound different, Xbox. The X and the S. Oh my gosh. Anyways, who the frick made that stupid decision? So, call the store. Do you have any Xbox Series X's in, ch- in stock? You mean the S? No, the X. The S, the X. The S, the X. No, the X. I thought you said S. No, I said X. Oh, okay, let me check. Yes, we have Xbox Series S's. Mother... And you hang the phone up. Like, can we just have two completely different letters, please? For the love of frick and the next generation? Like... I don't need 8K. I don't need ray tracing. Just give me two different letters, all right? The Xbox Series Y and the Xbox Series Z. So there's no confusion on what we're saying. Anyways, if they do that, 
if they go down the route of saying we're gonna have a two-tiered system then they have this hybrid device that's cloud or like a controller there's like this clear spectrum of engagement then you've got their pc ecosystem you've got console you've got cloud you've got all these ways to access their you've got all these ways to access the xbox ecosystem so that's why this is murky i can't tell what they're talking about are you talking about your next generation of console gaming is a hybrid device a controller or is that something that's part of what you're doing? Are you going to have a box? Are you going to have a two-tiered box? Are you going to be getting out of hardware entirely? Because when you say hybrid device, when you say hybrid device, how are you going to build a hybrid device for $100? What's even going to be inside of it? For goodness sakes, the the, the PlayStation Portal is basically a DualSense controller with a screen on it. And it's $199. It's got nothing in it. It's not going to run anything native. It's not going to run anything native. So, so I, what kind of a hybrid device are you going to have at a sub $99 price point? Do you, do you see do you see the point that I'm making? Even if it's a controller, too. It's like, what uh, what's the quality here? What are we even looking at? You like money. Uh, okay letting me know about something later processor to run a dashboard Mono goes to the store and asks for the series Z and the store clerk says why (laughs) that's okay that's pretty good that's like a who's on first skit um I'm gonna throw shade at everyone in chat we talk more like collectors of electronics than gamers way too much Hilly says, the issue with Microsoft is never the actual hardware. It's the policy that goes with it. If they have a hybrid, will it have parity with everything? The Series S is fine. Let developers choose X or S or both. Okay. But do you know the old adage, you can only have one master, Hilly? You can only serve one master. Can't serve two masters. Okay. I'm not going to get spiritual on you this morning and preach a sermon, but I think the principle is sound. And I don't think when you have a Series S and an X, one becomes the master. Right? One becomes the, the leader. P Dub Town, thank you so much. P Dub H Town with two months. Imagine paying $7.5 billion trying to acquire Nintendo, Warner Brothers, Valve, among others, to compete with Sony. Why not use your devs to make great games? That's, that's a whole other discussion for a whole other day. We're trying not to talk about that. I'm trying to keep it on hardware. I don't want to cannibalize. There's like at least two more shows from these leaks. But you get the point. Somebody becomes the master. The Series S is looking at the Series X and it's like, look at me. I'm the captain now. I'm the king. I'm the console. If you come to Xbox and you're like, we only want to make a game for the Series X. Number one, you'd never do that. It's selling the Series S is selling two to one, maybe even three to one over the X. That's the smallest slice of the gaming market available right now. When you consider, do we make a game for the Switch, the PS5, or just the Series X? Series X is going to lose every time. It's not. It's not in charge. It's it's a it's a it's a punk in the corner. It's just a chump. It's it's literally it's literally nobody at this point. 
Series S is in charge. It's calling the shots. Which means nobody can come to the Xbox platform and say, oh, we only want to build for the Series X. So I get where you're coming from, Hilly, but Xbox doesn't have the market saturation to sustain that. Like, you can't just make a game for the X. It's not even a viable option. You can't do it. I'd say there's conflict of interest. The same reason it's bad to share counsel with the co-defendant. The lawyer can't put you both first. Right. Microsoft's got to choose one of the children. Okay? The car's dangling off a ledge, and you got to grab one. And they grab the Series S. They did, and Series S is getting the prominent position. And so, for the next five years, if you build a game for Xbox, you're building it for the Series S. That's what you're doing. That one takes the precedence. You gotta optimize for it first. You gotta optimize for it first. Now, if they do that again the next generation, you're gonna have all these developers and publishers saying, really, we're doing this again? I think having a two-tier system can work fine. If the master is streets ahead, that's fine. If they get on more and more screens one way or another, they need Game Pass across all, not the next game. Yeah, I'm trying to keep Game Pass off the table because there's an email that is incredibly insightful into so much of what I've tried to say. This is literally somebody at Microsoft like writing an email to Phil Spencer and it's like, yep, I said this, but I'm, I'm trying to keep that off the table. I'm trying to strictly keep things today about hardware. The rise of the S-Box. Why did my stream restart? I didn't realize until you were halfway through your monologue. I have no idea. YouTube just being YouTube. Whatever you build has to fit within the Series S limitations. Right, you've always got to go there first. The guys from id Software said this at the end of 2020. They said you're always going to have to go to MinSpec first and pay and pay your dues there. And then you can try and do other things. As I said in my show open, this is a, this is a debate about time. It's a debate about time because you're asking developer to decide what to do with their limited time. You have this many hours to build your game. You're going to have to devote this much of those hours to getting things running well on the Series S. Well, what about the Series X? Are we going to have time to to build features, to uptick things, to, to, to leverage the hardware over there? I don't know. It's a question of time. It's a question of time. Xbox consoles are the best-selling systems in America by far, and Game Pass is the future. What are you, what are you talking about? It's the best-selling console in U.S. compared to what, like TI eighty-three calculators? Who, what metric are you using to determine that the Xbox console is the best-selling system in America? That's simply not true. There are no there are no sales reports to back that up. There's no data, there's no revenue. That's not true. America isn't the world, bro. Even if you just look at America, saturation of Xbox in America total sales is what are we even talking about? It's almost 3 to 1 here now. Yeah. As far as PlayStation sales in America versus Xbox sales for PS5 like versus Series X and S, it's nearing 3 to 1 ratio. 
What are you even what are you even saying? <laughs> what are you even saying? The numbers are out there. I'm not sure what you're saying, Mackie. Are you agreeing with me, Mackie? Like, I'm sorry. Like, it, it, unless you're you're are, are you are you memeing? Dual Shockers just had an article not long ago. Xbox worries about America first. Oh, oh, okay. Are what? Are you substantiating your claim, or are you just talking about something else? This is the wrong crowd to say Google it. We done Googled it. Yeah, somebody literally saying Google it. Like, come on. There, There's not a single revenue report or sales report to substantiate what you're saying. It's simply not true. PS5 is handedly winning this generation as far as sales, like like quantity of sales, which is what you were talking about. I don't think there's a category that Xbox is currently winning in with respect to gaming. I don't. Call it the M and the N. <laughs> the Xbox M and the Xbox N. Yeah, that'll be just as frustrating. Yes, yes, please. <laughs> uh, Japanese companies versus American? What, I, what, what's, what's your question about that? The world has over 6 billion people in it, and this guy thinks the 350 million in the U.S. are the ones that matter. Sony and Nintendo dominate every other region, thus dominating the console market. Nintendo and Sony also dominated America. Like, I believe when we looked at the reports, Nintendo Switch was like 30 million sold in Japan, 50 million in the States, right? The, the, number, the sales ratio in Japan is the most impressive, though. It's like one in every fourth Japanese citizen. One in every fourth citizen of Japan or, or the population of Japan has a Nintendo Switch. It's insane. But as far as saturation in America, Xbox isn't winning any category as far as hardware distribution. They're not. They're not winning a single category. It, it, the, the point is, the point is, if you look at those trajectories, those charts, and where things are going to end up, you have to ask the question what's that going to do to the next generation of hardware? Right? So if you're looking at 2028, track where things are going right now and just scope it out for five years. Scope it out for five years and and see where we end up. MAUs? Oh, monthly active users? He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't know chat. He doesn't know. It's okay. (laughs) Oh, their adorable monthly active user number. I love it. I love it. (laughs) The one that includes Minecraft. (laughs) Oh, that's my favorite. (laughs) That's almost as good as 8k on the box. Almost. It's, it's close. It's real close. <laughs> Monthly active users. Oh my gosh. We're talking that third time today. Let's 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 keep the car on the road. We're talking about hardware. <laughs> you said give you something. I did. 
to substantiate the claim that the Xbox is outselling it's it's the best selling whatever the guy said it's highest selling best selling it's outselling in America you're not substantiating that claim when when I say hang on a minute they're not winning any category we're talking hardware as far as hardware distribution you're like oh they have the most monthly active users like what that's not that is not what we're talking about try to resist the urge to be condescending in this convo to the new uneducated folks game people don't alienate my two cents I, come on j dog he's in here all the time running nonsense if i alienate people who run false narratives and false claims good <laughs> good it's tiring having to put up with BS. Like, well, I, they're selling the most. No, they're not. Well, monthly active users. What? Like, come on. We, I don't, I don't need false claims on like a rotator every day. Like, come on. We're trying to have a discussion about hardware, and we keep getting pulled into nonsense. Like, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the future plans of Xbox with hardware. And what they're currently doing and how it's currently going and to have to hack through false claims in order to keep the conversation on the road I don't care if I alienate those people I'm new here I'm not here all the time Mackie you've been here regularly for the past couple of hmm let's see when did you create your account I'm just going to assume that you know you got banned uh, because you created your account um Yes, 12 days ago. That's right. So, as I said, a couple of weeks. For the last two weeks or so, you've hung out fairly regularly. Understandably, you got banned on your alt. You hung out here enough to get a gifted membership, and you consistently put out, you know, pretty typical false claims or typical bad faith statements that we have to, you know, deal with. I commonly feel like it's a it's a clip farm, but maybe not. Maybe you just got banned and decided... You wanted to come back in and try and behave yourself. So I've been giving you the benefit of the doubt. I've been giving you the benefit of the doubt. I lose. Sorry, Mackie. J-Dog, you're taking up for somebody who literally made an account 12 days ago, likely because they got banned. So, do you not trust me? Like, do you trust me, J-Dog? You have a gold badge. I've been doing this for eight years. Do you trust me? Trust my instincts and my discernment? This ain't my first rodeo. We've been trying to talk about hardware, and now we're in, like, the third rut that we've gotten kind of pulled off the road in by the same person each time. Um, and we're trying to talk about hardware. We're trying to talk about the strategy of hardware. And I and somebody put out there, so, somebody put out there in the chat that that Xbox was the was the best selling in America and I'm like no it's not <laughs> and Mackie substantiated the claim by saying they have the most MAUs and it's like they have the most MAUs because of Minecraft Mackie with a five bomb Mackie I don't know who you are and I don't know what happened but like I said I've given you the benefit of the doubt because you've been behaving yourself so I just assumed you got bopped on another account and you decided to come back and stay in line okay other than today being a little like you know 
you 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 can be getting off on like sidetrack issues. And in your defense, it's hard not to get off on sidetrack issues because there's there's a lot coming out of these leaks, right? So in 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 fairness to you, I haven't like gotten angry at you. I've just been trying to say, hey, 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 we're not talking about, hey, hey, hey we're not talking about that. And when somebody said that. Xbox is the best selling in America and we're all like what are you talking about there's no reports to substantiate that you bring up most monthly active users and I laughed at it because it's like come on man the monthly active users number is so inflated by Minecraft like that stack gets thrown out all of the time so nobody's getting banned we're just trying to stay on topic that's all we're trying to do I knew I knew it was going to be hard to stay on topic today because there's a C there is a sea of leaks. Mackie with the 10 bomb. This guy is paying penance for something. I don't know what. Maybe just maybe maybe taking us off course a couple times today. He's paying penance and he takes us to 28. So not only is that a 10 bomb, he's also the agent of chaos. He pushes us past the first 25 goal on to the second. So Thank you, Mackie. Appreciate you, dude. I, you know, I don't know who you are. I don't know what happened. I don't know why you're, you know, on a new account. But in any case, my my frustration was simply that we we were trying to stay on course. I knew this was going to be difficult. I did. I knew today. I was like, we're going to try to stay on hardware. I don't want to cannibalize all these other great juicy topics because they deserve their own monologue. They deserve their own research. So I wanted to keep it on hardware and where we were before we got a little sidetracked there was we were talking about whether or not the current trajectories of hardware for xbox are going to have an effect on their next outing for hardware single gifted member from william lewis thank you so much william lewis you to man appreciate it one more will be a layup at 30 It's Stone Spire's alt. I highly doubt that. <laughs> um, America's sales charts through August. 3.85 million PlayStation 5s, 3.05 uh, Nintendo sw- million Nintendo Switches, and 2 million Xbox Series Xs and Ss. So again, even, even just 2023 on its own, just 2023 on its own, Xbox is not leading. They're in third place. Like, that's just the facts. It's not hate. William Lewis lays it up. What an easy one to do it. He just rounds it out to 30, just tempting the 20-bomb dunk. Thank you so much, William Lewis. And Mackie with another 5-bomb and says, no, I'm not done yet. And he keeps pouring it on. Thank you so much, Mackie, for another 5 gifted members. Depending on how the supposed digital console goes, Xbox might not soar until the next gen after. Who is buying a Switch? How is there anyone without three of them at this point, says Zubair. (laughs) It's hard to know, Zuby. Some of those people could be upgrading to the OLED or just getting Switch lights. My brother has, I think, three Switches in the house. My younger brother. He has three Switches in the house. So how many people are just now getting to three? I don't know. I don't know. But that's an excellent question, Power Boss. If with the, with the digital Series X, the question becomes 
are they essentially sort of I don't know what phrase to use I don't want to say throwing in the towel like that's kind of hyperbolic but that really feels like nah this is it this gen this is what we got as you said at the end of your at the end of your comment power boss it feels like a wait until they might not soar until the next console William Lewis with a $2 super chat says 822 watching only 381 likes hit that button William Lewis is calling on you guys to smash that like button he, he paid $2 to say that so do this man a favor oh Microsoft fund Xbox till 2028 if things stay how they are now okay I don't know how credible this is I saw this on Twitter that if they don't see things turn around by 2027 they, they're going to consider shutting the whole thing down is that real? Is that from an actual document or is that just somebody troll? Like, is that somebody like projecting or making something up? There's so many leaks that came out. I couldn't keep them all straight. So I was like, I'm just going to stick to the hardware stuff. I'd already kind of vetted and researched the hardware stuff. I was like, I don't have time to look at all this other stuff. PlayStation 5 has already hinted PS5 will be the last console. They haven't hinted that at all anywhere. Where did you hear that? Where did you <laughs> Where did you hear that? Aren't there internal documents basically confirming there's there's a PS6? Didn't that come out of the FTC stuff? What are you even talking about? I I don't think <laughs> I, I where did you get that? I'm just going to throw this out there. Microsoft made like 73 billion in net income up to June. They'll float whatever they have as long as they need. No they won't. They won't float for what, whatever they want for as long as they need. They they almost shut the whole thing down in 2014. They don't mind shutting things down. Windows Phone, Mixer, they almost shut down Xbox in 2014. They don't have any problems shutting this thing down. They're not going to shut down Xbox. I mean, says you. <laughs> says you. They like shutting stuff down. You know what I mean? They... <laughs> They, they're like, throw a bunch of money at it. Didn't work, shut it down, right? Mixer, Windows Phone, they're looking at... <laughs> they're looking at Xbox in 2014. They're like, we're shutting this down. They're like, no, 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 no. Let's throw a bunch of money at it. And by 2027, I can see them being like, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> it didn't work, shut it down. <laughs> yeah, what about the Zune? <laughs> I forgot about the Zune. Surprise Skype hasn't been shut down. I mean it might as well be. I wonder what the I wonder what the MAU on Skype is now after Zoom. President and CEO Jim Ryan told Financial Times it could be the last gaming console from the company. Okay, Jim Ryan Financial Times. Alright? Let's fact check this. Jim Ryan Financial Times last PlayStation. Okay? Let's see what we got. Uh, when was this because I got a June 2019 interview what do you got what do you got what's the title of the what's the title of the article that that would have made headlines like I would have seen that in my feed if Jim Ryan sat down and said that I'm I'm not seeing it are you you're you're positive that's what he said because I'm not seeing I, Jim Ryan Financial Times last PlayStation is what I'm is what I'm searching for. Let's just take 
last PlayStation out of the search. What? When was this article published? What? What? Who said? Who said this? Uh, I can't see it in chat now. Oh, there it is. Power Boss President CEO Jim Ryan told Financial Times it could be the last gaming console from the company. October of 2020 is the one that you're looking at. Okay. And he's saying that it could be what's what's how why does he support that? What's he saying? Like they're going to lean into cloud, they're going to lean into mobile. Uh, I can't find it. Google's news search is not the greatest sometimes. Two spot from Dodge Man Gaming, two spot says uh $2 says what do you think of Mortal Kombat 1 gameplay on the Switch? Um I think it's comical. I've seen the screenshots. Skype is shut down. They have Microsoft Teams. PS5 last console in the search. PS5 last console in the search. Uh, CNET, Games Radar. I don't see this New York Times article. I don't see it. Usually somebody in Discord finds it faster than I can. No November, his console's launching day. It's the last console a month before release. Console, that was the year of the sickie with dif- difficult manufacturing. Yeah, I mean, in context, that's why I want to find the article. Like, in October of 2020, if he's like, yeah, I mean, this could be the last console, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen. And you're like, yep. Yep, they've already indicated that PlayStation 5 is likely the last console. You know those are two very different statements, right? Like one person is, in one situation you're saying things are getting kind of interesting with respect to like raw materials, distribution, manufacturing. You know, this could be the last console. You gotta search that hard for it. I mean, PS5 last console, what do you say, Financial Times? Uh... And he's saying it's in October. Wait, no, hang on. PS5 could be last gaming console for Sony, but there's good news for gamers. His is from October. Okay, so this is from my smart price. Says here, uh, Sony, the company behind the most popular gaming console. Jim Ryan told Financial Times that Sony PS5 could be the last ga- uh, gaming console from the company. Uh, but they don't link to the article. Yeah, they don't link to the article. They just say it. I don't. I can't find a link to the article. This could be the step by step. Yeah, I can't. St- Wait now. Source Financial Times at the bottom. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Sony gears up for ultimate round of gaming at Microsoft. I can- I have to pay money to read the article. I have to pay money to read the Financial Times article. The Financial Times article is Sony gears up for ultimate round of gaming wars with Microsoft. Limited time offer. Save 50% on standard digital. This is what I'm looking at. This is the article. I can't get into it. So, there's another article that claims he says that. I can't see it. Okay, here's a quote from the article. The truth is, I don't know and nobody does know. Seven years ago, everybody was saying PS4 is going to be the last one. It's all going to be tablets and mobile phones. And more recently, it's been everything will be in the cloud. So nobody knows. Yeah, there it is. Look at that. 
What was the original statement? What was the original claim? And now that it's been fact-checked, is 100% different than what was originally claimed? It's almost like this happens every single time somebody makes an outlandish claim that feels too good to be true. It's like, wow, I, I feel like that would have made headlines if if Jim Ryan indicated that this was the last PlayStation. Like, if he said that, he shrugs his shoulder almost agnostically and says, yeah, nobody, nobody really knows we don't, we don't know. Tech's always changing. We don't really know. And I'm told Jim Ryan already indicated this is probably the last PlayStation. You see? that That's why we do this. That's why I go like, okay, let's go find it. Where's the article? What do you got? And we have an article from 2020 when hardware distribution and... And and silicon and 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 raw materials, everything's up in the air. We're like, we don't we don't know where. We don't know where everything's going. And 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 it's framed as, well, yeah, Jim Ryan says this is this is likely the last PlayStation. It's like, what? Come on. That I don't see Nintendo or PlayStation getting out of hardware anytime soon because they do so well with it. They, they do so well with it. That's the, I think that's the issue, is that people keep forgetting. This is what commonly happens. And this is going to come up when we finally circle back to the to the, to the the issue with Nintendo and Microsoft, because I'm not talking about today. To be honest, I didn't check the date before I said that. Just having to be random Google searching other things that came up didn't mean to cause trouble. No, you're fine. It's just, this is a common theme. Like, somebody makes a claim, and I'm like, brother, that would have been major headlines. That would have been everywhere. Every gaming outlet, every YouTuber in alive would have been like, Jim Ryan indicates that the PlayStation 5 might be the last PlayStation. That would have been everywhere. So I, that's why I immediately was skeptical of the claim. I was like, what? I, I didn't see this you know, you know, anywhere. But I don't see them getting out of hardware anytime soon. And this is what I think people do. And Jim, Jim Ryan does it in the email. Everybody thinks that what Microsoft is doing is the only way. Well, Microsoft's doing a bad job with hardware, and so because they're doing a bad job with hardware, they're pivoting to ecosystem, and therefore, if these other companies don't do it, they're done. What? What, what, are, you, what are you talking about? I don't, I don't, I don't understand. So if like, you're, you're using the third place runner and they're adapting to their situation they're like we are we are not going to out console sony we lost the war it's over we're throwing in the towel on hardware and we we are going to take a different route that's a paraphrase of what phil spencer says in the kind of funny interview Thank you so much, P-Dub-H-Town, for upgrading to Member Plus. If you guys want to figure out how to upgrade your membership, I can provide you a link in chat. The Member Plus is going to be required for the final new segment every day. There's a brand new segment every day that you can become a part of. And you can go to youtube.com forward slash paid underscore memberships. I'll put a link in chat. If anybody is trying to upgrade, you do need to do it on an Android or a PC browser. iOS is weird and won't do it. So, yeah, why take pointers from third place? Exactly. Like, this commonly happens in these discussions. I remember people saying PS Plus is dead on arrival if they don't do day and date with their first party. 
How's that working out for Game Pass? How? As it's plateaued. Like, they're not establishing the standard in the industry. They're trying to chart a different course. Now, that different course could work. Game Pass, cloud, ecosystem, that could work. It currently is not. It currently is not. All signs point to Xbox staying firmly planted in third place. So they're not a trendsetter. They're not a trendsetter in third place. So everybody looks at Nintendo, and everybody looks at PlayStation, and they're like, yeah, man, uh, they, they gotta get out of hardware. They're gonna have to do a submodel like Game Pass. Game Pass is not establishing any standards in the industry at all. If anything, it's a cautionary tale. Have you seen some of the internal emails about it? I'm gonna have oh, probably a whole talk show about that. It's, it's very clear that Game Pass is not some winning formula that's working wonders for Microsoft. Nobody's going to be copying that format anytime soon, if at all. Assuming all this news is true, it's quite interesting to see Microsoft plans literally copying what Sony's been doing. It'll be strange to see how the Xbox guys spin that. What specific things are you saying they're copying, uh, Derek? Aside from the controller. <clears throat> Whiskey Neat with a $2 super chat says... The writer's room is worth the upgrade. Come hang today. You literally get to see us plan the next day's show. You get to be a part of the next day's show planning when you upgrade to member plus. It's a dollar to do it. You'll be on a $6 membership from that point on, but if you're currently on the standard membership, you can upgrade for a dollar. Seems like a lot of subservices are having trouble. That's exactly right, Ashen. That's exactly right. I, I don't I just don't see it. I don't see this push to be like, well yeah, PlayStation's gotta get out of hardware and so does Nintendo. Game Pass is making two hundred and thirty million a month, pretty sure that's just fine. Yeah, wh- what do you mean? Where do you see indications that it's healthy, Cliffo? The internal emails point to the exact opposite. I'm sure two hundred and thirty million a month is profit. You think you think all revenue is profit, Cliffo? So because Game Pass generates 230 million a month, that's your math, not mine. I'm I'm just taking your math from chat. You your your presumption is that th- that's all profit. That's amazing. That's amazing. That it's all profit. I want I want a business model that all revenue generated is profit. Because nobody's figured out how to do that in the history of business. But I, I guess Game Pass somehow figured it out. Some kind of some kind of black magic. Whatever millions a month Game Pass generates is automatically profit. In in what universe is that true? Like how all all money generated is not profit. There's a difference between revenue and profit. Profit is what you make after operating costs and expenses. That's what a profit margin is. It's the margin between what you spent and what you made. My math is fact. It's in the leaks, but surely 230 million a month is fine. If not, that's on them, not me. But again, your 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 presumption is that it's all profit. Just have no expenses, duh. Patrick Q with 14 months, still working on upgrading because the iOS sucks. But thanks for the daily shows, keeping me from leaving work uh, to play AC6. Patrick Q, I'm about to, I'm be real with you. I, if you're if you're only able to watch and operate on an Apple device, you're gonna have to delete the app, the YouTube app, use a browser, 
to upgrade and then reinstall the app because it's always going to try to open up the app. Edward Hulse, thanks for renewing your memberships. Welcome back in. I think the better comparison is between Xbox Game Pass and PlayStation Plus and what they both offer aside from console exclusive titles. No, comparing Game Pass and PlayStation Plus doesn't matter because PlayStation Plus is not endemic to the identity of PlayStation. Game Pass is now endemic to the identity of the Xbox ecosystem. Do you understand the difference? Like, PlayStation Plus is additive to the identity of Sony. Sony doesn't need PlayStation Plus. Microsoft has centered their entire identity and brand around Game Pass. Uh... I thought the news was talking about a digital-only console. All the curvy stands straight up, possible streaming cloud controller, it's all very similar. Oh, 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 yeah, the streaming cloud controller. Yeah, the the um, the console looks like this. This is a digital-only Series X. This isn't... This isn't anything that I would say is copying uh, PlayStation, at least not from where I sit. Edward Hulse is on a two-month membership renewal. Says, I'm concerned about Microsoft's interest to acquire Nintendo. <clears throat> we'll talk about that in another stream. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to talk about the, 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 that, that email is, oh man, that email's juicy. It's like a ribeye on the table that I'm refusing to take a bite of, dude. <laughs> it's just, wow, what an email, but we're not talking about it today. <laughs> you have to wait. I had to stay on hardware today. We're an hour and 43 minutes in and we primarily only talked hardware. It does look like an Alexa. That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. How many people would have an Xbox if it did not have Game Pass at this point? Right, we can talk about that. If they've basically centered their brand, their identity, and their appeal around Game Pass, if Game Pass changes or devalues over time or they have to make adjustments, that hurts their appeal, right? That hurts their appeal. Yo, good morning, Mark. How are you, Feed? Feed is in the chat. I just think a digital-only version of the console coupled with a streaming cloud controller sounds exactly like the PS5 generation. I mean... The cloud controller is 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 currently like I, a projected idea. I don't know how soon that's coming. Now, there's a controller coming with haptic feedback. As far as I know... This thing doesn't have cloud, right? I've not looked at this on full screen. Oh, no, it does. Direct to cloud. You're right. I I thought they were two different things. That's my mistake. Sorry about that. That's my mistake. Again, I wrote my monologue last night, and then all this stuff broke this morning. I had to, like, retrofit it into the monologue. So I missed that that controller is the cloud controller. Do we have a time frame on when that thing's launching? Here's what it costs Microsoft to get games on Game Pass day one. Red Dead, $5 million a month. Uh, Kill the Justice League, $250 million. Jedi Survivor, $300 million. Mortal Kombat, $250 million. Baldur's Gate 3, $5 million. Gotham Knights, $30 million. Assassin's Creed, uh, Rift? Um, $100 million. GTA, $12 to $15 million a month. Dying Light, 50 million. Lego Star Wars, 35 million. Dragon Ball, 20 million. Where do you think all this money's coming from? 
This is all new from a court document. Like, that's exactly what I've been trying to say this for such a long time. I'm like, oh, but they generate so much money. There's so many subscribers. Okay. Track with me here. If they've plateaued, then the amount of money coming in from Game Pass has also plateaued. And in order to feed Game Pass, they have to keep spending money. Did you hear some of those figures that I just threw out there? Kill the Justice League, 250 million. Jedi Survivor, 300 million. GTA is like, you know, what, what, what was it? Like 5 million a month. They have 250 million a month, 300 games at 5 million a pop. But we're just looking, all this is that we're just looking at the games to put on. We're not looking at any other operating costs. Okay? This is just to put these games on. We're not even looking at operating costs. You're not even looking at operating costs of like Zenimax, Zenimax Studios. Like, what's the annual operating cost of every Zenimax studio? What is it? Because are you recouping the operating costs of Bethesda on Starfield? Are you? Because it's on Game Pass. There's an email that literally touches on this. We're we're starting to we're starting to we're starting to nibble on another talk show. There's a there's an email that talks about these studios are gonna have to bring and prove their value. How? Well, you got to put, there's pressure to push things out on Game Pass. That's the point is that once you start to plateau with your subscribers, you can't just keep throwing money at every studio that's not first party. And then you're also paying to produce all the first party games. It's a loss lead. They're they're screen above. Stagnation from barrier. Highly confidential. Phil Spencer. How many subscribers does Game Pass have? Twenty five million, and that's the same number that I think was announced in the Activision deal. Has it not grown in the last eight or nine months? It has not. Sweet fifteen. Thank you, Veter. I didn't mean as a criticism necessarily of Microsoft. I just mean it all sounds familiar, uh, and I'm interested to see how Xbox fans talk about it, since those are the things they tend to crap on when X when PlayStation does it. Oh, for sure, Derek. It'll be really interesting to see how all the Xbox fans talk about a controller getting haptic feedback. Yeah, because it's a gimmick. Crazy day today. What's good, B Rex Media? It's funny when you have articles like that, intentionally, uh, they don't tell you if this is gross net or revenue. Yeah, Game Pass made $230 million revenue in one month. Most users pay for full subscriptions, according to the headline from Tweaktown. So, it has grown. They showed $30 million, but then it got taken down. Okay, why do you think it got taken down?
I got all the documents coming your way. Okay. <clears throat> and creature, yeah. So, again, I, I'm nibbling on the Game Pass subject because I don't want to eat that show, but it's related to the hardware discussion because if you're going to try to launch a new console in 2028, what's the hook? What is the hook? Like, think about it like this. This is anecdotal, but I think it's common. I bought a PlayStation 4 Pro. It was the first PlayStation I ever bought. I didn't have a 1, a 2, a 3, or a 4. I borrowed a PlayStation 3 so I could play The Last of Us. That was from my brother. Okay? I got a PlayStation 4 Pro. Why? I wanted to play Spider-Man. And I think that's a common... That's a common hook of you've you've got to have a game. What's what's the killer app? What's the thing that you can't get anywhere else? Cheap is not a hook. Cheap is a compelling aspect of a hook. It is. So if I tell you you got to come over here on our ecosystem, it's so great. What do you got? Well, it's cheap. No, 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 no. I didn't say how much. I said, what do you got? What's over there? Oh, we, we got we got a bunch of games on Game Pass. Okay, can I get those games anywhere else? Well, yeah, a lot of them you can. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, we got first party. Okay, okay, what first party do you got? Between now, track with me here, between now and 2028, they're going to need killer first party games. Now, there's rumors about Elder Scrolls 6 showing up as early as 2026. That's absurd. No, it's not. Elder Scrolls 6 could show up at this point in time. Right. Five years from now, you've got Elder Scrolls 6 as a launch title. Now, I'll be honest with you. That time frame for Elder Scrolls 6 seems short. Given, given the size and the scope of what they would likely want to do with that game, that that scope needs, you know, seems short. Lono left Nintendo and went Xbox. I left Nintendo and went PlayStation. And then I laid the groundwork to get him into Sony. Wins all around. Yeah, I was not a Sony guy. I wasn't. I don't even really consider myself a Sony guy now. I have every system because I want to play every game that comes out. And... You know, we all know what happened this generation. We don't need to retell that story. So that's my point, is between now and 2028, we know Microsoft is going to continue to lose the, the, hardware, the hardware race. We know that. Okay, well, let's set that debate to the side. There's no reason to beat that dead horse. Well, then between now and 2028, Microsoft has to come up with a killer first-party offering they've got to have more because i don't think starfield is it i don't think forza motorsport is it i don't know if fable and hellblade are it elder scrolls yeah that could be a game big enough well known enough yo c lou upgrading the member plus thank you so much for doing that
And the real question you have to ask is, if they're going to do that, I mean, what? They're hoping to, they're, they would be hoping to, I'm trying to think about all of the permutations here. So if they do this with Elder Scrolls 6 and they have like the $100 cloud device, you know, avenue in, I feel, I feel like you're going to need a good piece of hardware. You're going to have to have a high-end console at some point to say, because there are going to be so many consumers that are going to be looking at their Nintendo Switch 2 and their PlayStation 5 Pro and the potential of a PlayStation a PlayStation 6, and they're going to be looking at your $100 cloud device, and they're going to go, I don't know if that's what I want. I think there'll be a lot of people that are, that are anxious to jump into the Xbox ecosystem for $100. But there's going to be a whole other swath of people that are going to say, I, I, don't, I don't want a cloud game. There's going to have to be significant changes in the market between now and then if you want large portions of the market to buy into cloud as an actual, that's how you are gaming. You're, you're, not, you're not gaming on a piece of hardware anymore. Does that make sense? If, if this thing is going to be successful, I actually think it could be. I think Microsoft could be very successful with a cloud device or like a hybrid cloud device. But there's a lot of things that have to happen in the next five years in order for that to take place. Infrastructure alone is not in their corner. The, the internet infrastructure in America especially is not in their corner. It's not good enough. There'll be a bunch of people that buy that on impulse. $100 buy-in, sure thing. Right. And Zubair let's say you get a great adoption rate because I said that earlier I said a lot of console people will be like well for $100 I'll try it out you know if you're buying a PlayStation 6 and you got the Nintendo Switch 2 and you're like oh I can play any of the Xbox stuff uh, they got a cloud hybrid device what's the what's the performance of those games like look at some of the stuff Nvidia is pulling off right if Microsoft manages to pull that off then you could see a pretty good adoption rate for the $100 but then you have to ask the question, Zubair. If I'm playing in my home, and I'm playing on a PlayStation 6, and I'm playing on whatever this cloud device is, is that a comparison that's going to go into Xbox's favor? Like, how much, how much am I going to want to play on it if there's any issues, if there's any lag, if there's any latency? Picture the next mind-blowing God of War on PlayStation 6 and then you boot up a $100 dongle and it's beautiful and then there's some latency and then there's some lag and it takes a minute to boot up because maybe there's a queue time or something. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but in its current state, it's got a long way to go to compete with native strong hardware. It does. It's got a long way to go. So you're talking about hoping that the people that do that are like, yeah, this is a great experience. I don't mind it. Now, let's set those people to the side. Let's consider the larger market. The more the more casual gamer. You know, busy moms and dads. A really busy college student that's just like, I just want to be able to take this thing with me everywhere there's good internet and I can just play my games, right? Real, real simple. You would hope you'd get good adoption rate with that sector of the market, but then is that sector of the market even going to be interested in something like this? I just don't know. That's like comparing a PS5 to my PC. I don't expect the PS5 to be on the same 
planet is actual strong hardware. Yeah, Zuby. And what did you say just the other day about Spider-Man 2? You remember that? What'd you say? That you are considering waiting for the port, which tells you what? That what I'm saying stands. That if you have a strong, awesome PS6 in your house, and you got a $100 cloud dongle, and $100 cloud dongle ain't running so hot, or there's lag, or there's latency, or there's issues, you're going to be like, eh, I don't need this. Any- I'm not going to use this. I'm going to cancel my Game Pass, or I'm going to take it back to the store, or whatever. Like, th- that that comparison in your own experience has made you say, yeah, I might wait for Spider-Man 2 to come on PC. Why? Because there's a magnetism. You're, like, getting drawn... You're getting you're getting drawn to that that realm. If I choose to play on PS5, I'm not going to expect to run it like PC. That's not what I'm saying, though, Zub. You got to think like the consu- like you got to think like the uninformed consumer. You're really informed, and you have healthy, well structured expectations. All the consumer knows is this isn't running well. That's all they know. So my point is, it could be an explosive device if they get the infrastructure right. If the infrastructure is not there, this thing won't work. It just won't. Because people will interpret it as a bad device or bad experience or bad games if stuff's running poorly. Now, we're not even talking about the lack of first-party games. That's a whole other element of this. Like... Who cares about a $100 dongle if your offerings look like they have the last three years? Do you see, like, if you're trying to compel me to buy a $100 cloud dongle, okay, that sounds pretty awesome. That sounds pretty flexible. What are the games that you have? Well, if it looks like it has the last three years, that's that's not very compelling. It, It just isn't. So they're, like I said, between now and 2028, they're going to have to have a very, very compelling first-party offering. And boy, does that touch on some of the other some of the other concerns that I have. I, 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 have, I have so many concerns about the cadence that they're setting for themselves and, and what it's going to do to game quality. I do. I do. I... I <laughs> I really, I really do. It's like the cadence that they're wanting to set a big game at quality, you know, every quarter. If, if that's the runway, thank you so much. I also miss this membership Spence. Thank you so much Spence for doing a member plus. If, if the next five years are a bunch of first party titles that launch and aren't ready and have problems and they get rushed to market because they need to hit game pass and they're not next gen if if they look and kind of smell like Starfield and Redfall with respect to next gen power you won't have a compelling offer you won't imagine in 2028 and turning around on a backlog like that and being like oh yeah this is our backlog of first party titles we spent the last five years shoveling out games that are, you know, that are okay or mediocre or so-so or buggy or whatever. Their cadence of game delivery could literally be their undoing. They've it's little, it's little, it's little shop of horrors. 
It's Game Pass is, is, is this thing that must be fed. If it's not fed, then your ecosystem is, is dead in the water. And it necessitates a cadence of delivery that will likely hurt product quality. And if you do that for five years, how are you going to have a compelling offer to get people? Oh, it's cheap. That's not good enough for the law. Like, look at what we've recently learned about the revenue reports and the people that are in this market. The people that are in this market are are six figures and up annual salary on average. They're the ones dumping money into the gaming ecosystem. So what you're hoping for is that the demographic below that starts dumping more money into the gaming ecosystem. And I got news for you. The next couple of years, I don't think that happens. If you want to start looking at like economic forecasts and like projections about especially the Western uh, economy in the United States, the the mid the mid to lower class citizens are not going to be pouring more money into gaming they'll likely be pouring less so if if microsoft's targeting a hemisphere below that says we need low entrance cost gaming we need a hundred dollar dongle we need subservice if that's their offer if that's their identity if they're if their controller as they said in the one document if that's their offer if that's how they hook everybody I feel like that demographic isn't going to be able to sustain them. It's 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 they're 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 going to be putting less and less money into the the gaming ecosystem. Especially if they can save money and buy what feels or looks like superior hardware. That's the other that's the other potential challenge there. about that ugly xbox controller okay hang on wait that's the wrong let me look at this thing i've not really looked at it let's just take a peek well i don't understand what's the problem with it do you just not like the fact that it's two-tone i it doesn't i actually don't think that design bothers me at all I don't. I don't think the design... I think the design's fine. It looks like an Xbox controller. And they made it two-tone. Like, almost like a shiny finish and then rubber rubber grip and, like, that nice finish around the, around the handles. Like, I don't know. I think it looks fine. I like to use cell phones as an analogy. How big is the market for cheap smartphones? cheap smartphones that are nothing compared to flagship Android and iPhone. Yeah, I I don't know. King Salty says, could it then be argued that many of those people will spend the money on it regardless, like feeding a way to escape their own financial plight? I I mean, maybe. I mean, If, if if Microsoft's plan is to say, and this is this is kind of coinciding with what many of us thought about, like, oh, they're going to get away from hardware. I don't think they're going to get away from hardware in 2028, but I think they're drifting. They're starting to drifting. For, uh, sorry, I said that incorrectly. That will be sort of an inc- a continuation of a drift away from hardware. I think 2028 will be another two-tier console launch. 
along with this cloud controller or along with some hybrid cloud device at like a hundred bucks or less and that will be the slow think about it like this this generation alone they're already shoving people away from hardware and they're doing it with the series s does that make sense they're basically saying we we marketed project scarlet we marketed like native 4k and we had all these cool videos about the hardware and the internals and the pieces and the parts are like floating they're not doing that anymore at all they've their their own consumer base has migrated to we don't care about that low entrance cost box no focus on hardware power no focus on strength that's what their ecosystem is converting to so if they come out in five years and their low entrance cost is a hundred dollar hybrid cloud device that just furthers the migration away from hardware Thank you, Ken Pachi, for coming back with a VIP. Bloomberg reported it was Microsoft who accidentally published these leaks. Yeah, I loved the spin that this was somehow spite, or this was somehow it's like a conspiracy theory, like Sony did it. Sony did it. Yeah, it's always Sony's fault. As far as we know, these leaks, some of them are from the actual FTC case, but some of them are from like some kind of a mistake internally by Microsoft staff. Yo, it's good head killer. Let me throw in another factor, says Zubair. It was the case that as chip fabrication went to smaller nodes, chips got cheaper over time. Now it's so hard to shrink new nodes, they're getting more expensive. They created an ecosystem for cheaper, more powerful digital, physical, and cloud. Xbox has it all covered. They don't have an ecosystem for more powerful. What are you talking about? Where, where have they displayed that they're more powerful? Where? What game? Now, you want to go back to marketing where they said that? Sure. They're not saying that anymore. They do not have an ecosystem for more powerful. Their ecosystem is all about low entrance cost and cloud. The U.S. District Court has deleted all of the documents in the FTC versus Microsoft case following a huge error where multiple confidential Xbox documents were attached to a single PDF. Jim says, thank you to whoever gifted me a membership. Yeah, we had some gifteds today. We're at 35 out of 50. Uh, in a little while, we're going to go check out the um, First Ascendant uh, open beta. Play whatever, play anywhere. We, we talked about that this morning. If they can get through the barrier on PC, I think that's a huge leg up for Microsoft. If they could broker some kind of a deal with Steam, Steam's a massive barrier for them. Fallout 3 and Oblivion getting remasters. I just... I feel like some of you... You're not interested in coming here and having a discussion. You're just interested in coming here and like cheering for Microsoft. Like... We're having a discussion. I've talked about the potential benefits of going with a low entrance cost cloud if the infrastructure can get there. I've talked about if they can like broker a deal with Steam, what that could be. And you're just in here like an NPC just saying random things to cheer for Microsoft. Starfield's pretty great. I, what? Okay, we're not talking about 
the greatness of Starfield right now or whether or not it's good. Like I, we're, we're having a conversation about the potential hardware future of Microsoft and where it seems to be headed. I'm cheering because I love gaming. No, you're not. You're cheering because you love Microsoft. Like you, what you're doing is you're just cheering for random Microsoft points, and it's like, I, okay, that's great that you like them, but we're having a discussion about particular things, and you just want to walk in the room and be like, "We're but uh, they, they've got everything. They got power." They, and I'm like, "Okay, where where do they have power?" And you're like, "We're gonna get remasters of Oblivion." Oh, okay, Starfield's pretty great. We're, you're not entering the conversation. Th- there's a conversation happening, and like you're not in, you're not in the back and forth. You're just randomly spouting stuff. A ten spot from Doe Devas. Thank you so much. Puts us right on the doorstep of fifty at forty-five members on the day. Thank you so much for a ten bomb. There are people in chat who were discussing how good or bad Starfield was. He's not engaging with them. I've not seen him talking to anybody. He was just randomly saying stuff about what I was talking about. A five gifted member bomb comes in and bumps us up to 50. I, I Listen, I welcome other viewpoints, but you're not engaging with what I'm saying. You're just randomly saying stuff. It just They're, they're like random talking points about Xbox. I want Xbox to put out the fidelity quality of a Square Enix game. If they can't, uh, they're going to stagnate. I don't know why you're saying the fidelity quality of a Square Enix game. Why is that your your bar? Like, Final Fantasy 16 looks good, but so do plenty of other games. Justin G, welcome on in as a member. I play games on everything, and I just read the news and wanted to share it. Chill. Man, sensitive. I'm not sensitive. You, listen, this is what you did. I'm, I'm going to retrace the argument. I'm not being sensitive. I'm pointing out how you're not contributing to the conversation, and now you want to make it look like I'm being overly sensitive. You made a statement about what they have. We're talking in the big picture about Microsoft and its ecosystem, and you made a statement about how they have everything, Right? They've got everything. They've got power. They've got cheap. They've got the ecosystem. They've got the cloud, right? That's what she said. And I pushed back and I said, how do they have power? And instead of answering my question, you said, we're getting remakes of Oblivion. We're getting remakes of Fallout 3. And I'm like, that doesn't have anything to do with the discussion. And then you go, Starfield is pretty great. And I'm like, I don't And that's the thing. I'm like, are you having a conversation with me? Because I thought you were. It seemed like you were interacting with me, and so I started engaging with you. And you just said a bunch of things that seemed completely unrelated to what I was asking you. He's been spamming that since the start of the of the show. That's what I mean. Like you're just saying random stuff. Like, oh, I just saw this reported. What? It's been news since the the show started uh, two hours and thirteen minutes ago. I'm not being sensitive. I'm trying to engage you in a discussion. It's like, you said something. I asked you a question like, okay, where's the power? And you just said, we're getting remakes of Oblivion and Fallout 3. 
I was talking to Chad. So you think you can just come here and just say stuff to Chad, and when I press you on it, you could just you just ignore me. You're like, yeah, I'm not talking to you. I'm just talking to Chad. But don't you see how confusing that is as a live streamer? I don't wake up just to watch your show. <laughs> you got a lot of nerve, brother. I'm being real charitable and real nice, and you're making it clear you don't have a lick of a frick of interest in talking to me. You just want to come in here and say stuff about how great Xbox is, and when I try to engage you in a conversation, you're basically like, I'm not talking to you, streamer. I'm talking to chat. You got a lot of nerve. Do you understand where you are? You're in a live stream with a host. And you're basically telling the host to be quiet and leave you alone. You're just here to talk to the chat. Like, what the frick kind of a live service experience do you expect to have? I'm supposed to deduce when I look at chat with seven, 800 people. Oh, he's not talking to me. He's talking to chat. How am I supposed to tell that that's what you're doing? It seemed like you were engaging in the larger discussion about the hardware trajectory of Xbox. This is where Xbox seems to be headed with their hardware, and you're talking about how they have everything. They have power, they have cheap, they have cloud, and I engage with your statement, and I asked you to qualify it. And instead of doing that, you just run to talking points because you feel like you need to inform the chat that you're getting remakes of Oblivion and Fallout. I'm trying to help you out. I'm trying to be like, hey, man, engage me in a conversation. You're like, nah, I'm, I'm talking to chat. I don't, I'm not here to talk to you. I like talking to chat. Series X is their powerful option. Series S is their cheaper. Cloud's pretty great. Digital cheaper consoles. Right. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. Now I understand what you're meaning. And again... I'm pushing back because I think back and forth and discussions are enjoyable. And I'm pushing back and I'm saying, how is Series X a powerful option? How? Like, what are they doing? I bought a Series X and I want you to tell me, like, okay, what am I getting that it, that shows it to be the powerful option? I had to run to PC to play Starfield. Do do you see? That's why I asked you the question. I'm trying to have a dialogue with you. That's why I got miffed. I was like, "Are you seriously telling me that you don't you don't want to talk to me? You're just here to talk to the chat? Like, what the frick? Like, like that's so awkward. Like, I've never had that experience before in my life as a live streamer. I own the Series X, and that's my question to you. Where where is it the powerful option? They're not even marketing it as a powerful option. They're not saying that anymore. There's no marketing. There's no commercials. There's no games that are coming out that are like, yeah, man, this is our uh, this is our powerful option here. That's been one of my frustrations is the Series S is basically the console now. That's, that's the console. You don't matter, Lona. We run this ship. You had to run the PC to play Starfield. I'm playing on a Series X and it runs great. Describing a game with lots of loading screens and 30 FPS is running great. I'm glad that you think that because I don't. I didn't buy a next-gen console to get old-gen performance. And so, yep, I went to PC. 
you have standards I have standards they're different standards and you are totally well within your right to have different standards than me that's why I'm asking how is the Series X showing off power the answer to my question is not well I'm playing Starfield and having a good time no 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 that's not what I asked I'm asking how does the Series X display power where Starfield is a misnomer but it's 4k on the Series X okay Starfield is a misnomer so a misnomer is a wrong or inaccurate use of a name or term how is Starfield a misnomer what do you mean I don't understand flagship first party title wow it's a misnomer what I don't think you're using the appropriate term like in the princess bride when the guy kept saying inconceivable it's like I don't that's not what the word that word doesn't mean what you think it means how is Starfield a misnomer the closest thing the high performance that the Xbox does apparently is flight sim and forza horizon 5 those are like yeah, and those are more like technical. I'm talking about like a, a, a game, like an action game, like a next-gen game. I'm not talking about, like, Forza's great. It's beautiful. Forza Horizon 5 looks great. I, I don't, I, I didn't get this to play a car game. It's also an older game at this point. It's been three years, man. Where Where's the power? Words? Just words? What about Redfall? Lono, pick on me. Microsoft needs a Halo. I think they need to hand off Halo to id Software. I've thought that for a while. Like, I'm not trying to bash on you. What I'm saying is, this is a part of my argumentation, is that Microsoft Xbox hardware trajectory is changing. They're not focused on power. They're just not. Now, this hybrid cloud device, maybe. If they're able to say, hey, you get this level of next-gen power in a $100 dongle. Oh, okay. Now, again, that plan could have gotten scrapped because they also seem to be indicating they're going to be continuing with the two-tier Xbox system. They, they did seem to indicate that. But also allowing creators to leverage the hardware. So it seems like maybe they're going to be changing up some of their ideas about parity. Okay, that was from one of the documents. So when I say that the Series X isn't showing off power or focusing on power, that's me being just honest. I'm like looking at the market. I'm looking at the commercials. I'm looking at how they're positioning their games. And I'm like, I just don't see power. I've made my own predictions. I'm like, I don't think they're going to market Fable. Hellblade 2. Avowed. I don't think they're going to market any of those games around power. Look at the way they marketed Spider-Man 2 recently as a way of comparison. They're out here talking about ray tracing in every mode. Multiple options. 30, 40, and 60 FPS. Instant loading. Instant switching of characters. Okay, that's a focus on power. That's saying, hey... You bought the PS5, and these are the things you wanted, and here you go. Here's a game with ray tracing everywhere. 
There's not a dynamic day and night system. You're desperate if that's where you're going. I've seen the tweets and y'all look silly. Actually thinking that like that's a dunk on an open world action adventure game. That there's not a dynamic day night system. The horror. What will we do? That's the criticism. I've seen some reaches in my time, but that's a reach. (laughs) That's a reach. (laughs) That game looks awesome, and there's no dynamic day-night system. What? (laughs) You're fine with 30 FPS and a litany of loading screens, but... If there's not a dynamic day-night system, well, I just can't abide that. That was a real tweet. I saw three different tweets this morning. Just, I don't know, dude. Clowns on Main, all right? Clowns on Main Street. So that's what I'm saying to you is, is I go to my Series X and I say, where's the power? And I'm telling you, my prediction is they are not going to walk out with Hellblade and with Fable and Avowed and they're not going to talk about power. Do you want to know why? Because 2 to 1 or 3 to 1 of their customers is on a Series S. They can't talk about the power. They can't showcase power on the Series X. It's not an option. What do you think is going to happen when 65 to 75% of your consumer base sees a commercial for Hellblade 2 showing off features, graphics, lighting, all of that, and they don't get it? How do you think that's going to go? What are, what are the optics on that for the consumer? Do you see? They can't do it. Can't be a focus. Can't be marketed. It, it can't even really be invested in. Are you really going to go to your first-party developers and insist on development of next-gen features for the Series X when it's 3 to 1, 2 to 1? It's, it's 35 to 25% of your consumer base. You think they're going to do that? You think Microsoft's going to insist upon that? Are we sure the consumer didn't know buying the cheapest option was going to be a lesser experience? Right, but Zubair, it's not about that. It's about, they're going to look at a commercial for a game. Let's say Hellblade 2. And if Microsoft wants to come out and market on power, and they want to talk about ray tracing, and they want to talk about fidelity, and graphics, and 4K. If they do that, that, that the people on the S don't get that stuff. You, you have to think as Microsoft about the reception of Hellblade as a game. How is this boosting, bolstering the identity of Game Pass? How is this helping our ecosystem if we attach its value or its, its worth to power on the Series X? It, that, that's, that's, a round, that's a square peg in a round hole. That doesn't line up with what they're doing anymore. Were they advertised they'd get a lesser experience? No, they were told they'd get the same great experience at lower resolution. So, even even that doesn't work when you go back and look at the marketing. Even that doesn't work. 
because it's you're going to get the same great experience lower resolution 1440 that's what they were promised do you see now why Diridin, why I push back on your claim that they they've got oh yeah they got power they got cloud they got cheap they got it all and I'm like no they don't no they don't have a killer app they don't have a killer first party app right now they don't Starfield's score continues to drop everywhere good game not a killer must have not a console mover it isn't it's not moving the needle at all they don't have a killer app they can't market on power they are low entrance cost ecosystem subscription gaming that's what they are that's what they have to lean into and that's why they're saying like Satya is like we need one thing to unify it all that's why they're like controller a controller that can connect to all of this all we gotta do is get people to buy the controller it's no longer about power it's no longer about the hardware it's no longer about you know 4k this or 120 fps that that's all gone you aren't gonna hear about that anymore you aren't unless they figure out a way to give you all that through the cloud that's the only way power comes back into the conversation and that would be around 2028 when they're okay with series s users seeing that He says, I'm trying to imagine someone buying a 4060 and then finding that it doesn't run Cyberpunk like it's advertised running on a 4090. I don't think they would be surprised. How would you distinguish that? You're, but you're thinking about an educated hardware PC person. You, and again, you're, you're going to the consumer. I'm not talking about the consumer, Zuby. I'm talking about the marketing from Xbox. Xbox knows we can't go out here and and promote think about like think of it from a completely different angle zuby think of about from market marketing efficiency so from the angle of marketing efficiency do you really want to spend blood sweat tears development time on all these amazing features for hellblade and b-roll and cuts and trailers showcasing all that stuff when it's the smallest portion of your player base that will find that appealing or care about that that's not good marketing efficiency it's not good bandwidth efficiency. You're spending time catering to the minority. And the ratio split from Series S to X is going to continue to probably get worse. Two to one, three to one. I don't know. Who knows? By the end of the generation, is it going to be close to four to one? Don't you see? I'm not even talking about the consumer per se, Zuby. Like, does the consumer have a right to be upset or not? I'm saying if you're marketing to that consumer base, who are you targeting? You're not targeting Series X owners. You aren't. They're the minority. We know different than advertising games running on PC, which we all agree is a bad idea. Yeah, that's a good point, Zuby. Like, how many people, when they promote their game coming to PC, how many people focus only on the high end? They don't. They typically give you a spectrum of what you can expect. Right? They show you like low, mid, high, high end. Here's the hardware you need. Well, what are they doing? They're trying to tell each individual user what they're going to be getting. I don't think that's the same as like approaching the Xbox user base and saying, here's all these amazing features you're going to get on the X and the three to one ratio of the consumer is going to say, we can't get any of that. 65 to 75% of your user base is on a Series S, and they're looking at that marketing saying, 
I don't care about any of this. You just made me a little less interested in that game. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's... My prediction about their marketing is literally rooted in the sales facts. It's like, I don't see them doing it. They would have no reason to. Because the Series X owners are... They're minuscule in the grand picture. Which really makes you wonder. The future of Xbox hardware, leaning away from power, leaning towards cloud, what's that going to look like in 2028? The infrastructure of cloud is going to have to make up the difference. In my mind, you're going to have to make up the difference and be like, when you play games on our cloud, it's basically like playing on a high-end PC. Or like what the, the way they market the, um, the NVIDIA Go stuff. something about making consumers one things right series s should be marketed as an entry console y'all want features awesome get the x they're not even doing that light leap they're not even doing that they're basically saying this is the box this is the focus like they're essentially telling the consumer this is the box they're not focusing on you can now link another video to your short from your video details so viewers can watch it after your short. Oh, they gave me that feature now? Okay, cool. I gotta set up this other thing. Uh, I know it's single instance, but to play devil's advocate, when Starfield details were explained, both X and X details came out simultaneously when it comes to graphics and performance. Lance, that was like an interview with Todd Howard and he barely focused on it. There was no grandstanding marketing that focused on performance of Starfield on the Series X. There was virtually no mention of it. It was an interview with IGN where he was like, yeah, we have it running at 1440 here and 4K here and they're both capped at 30. That that proves my point. They almost drew no attention to it. And then if you look at Digital Foundry's breakdown, it's like the differences between the two... They're, they're virtually non-existent. It's like, it's like you're almost playing like the exact... It's like, it's like you're playing the same version. Ah, shoot. I have to add the word live to this thumbnail. Hang on one second. I just saved it wrong. I have two different thumbnails. Uh, we're going to be checking out this first Descendant open beta. I have not played this game before, and I'm kind of excited to try it out. Uh, okay. If you guys have been enjoying the discussion, do me a favor. Do me a favor and smash that like button. Consider becoming a member. You do not have to wait for people to gift members. If you're an existing member, you can upgrade to Member Plus. Member Plus is a dollar more than a standard membership. And you get into a new segment at the end of the day we're calling the writer's room. And that is you getting to be a part of us planning the next day. Planning the talk show, outlining the monologue, picking what might be an upload. And uh, you get to be a part of that. And so that is something that we're offering as a way to say, hey, um, consider being a part of what we do here in a, in a bigger way. Um, can we go for 15 more? We can. Uh, boom. It's also a way for you to get out of the gifted member pool. It was better than I expected, said Creature. Yeah, we're going to be checking it out here in a moment.
Is Liza P better on PC? Because it's on Game Pass. If it's better on PS... Oh, is it better on PS5? It's better on PS5. I'll buy it. I don't know if anybody's done a breakdown. Um, I'll be honest with you. Why not just install it on Game Pass and try it out and see if you like it? Like, as a consumer, that's the choice you should probably make, right? Like, you might not like the game. You might not like the controls. You might not like the... I don't know. <clears throat> People are landing on Lies of P differently. They are. Now, guys, I owe you 10 members. I will do that in the next stream. Um, that's a way for me to uh, to sort of give you as much time as possible to hit the member goal. And um, so we'll be doing that. We'll probably only play uh, this demo for, you know, 45 minutes, maybe an hour or so. Um, okay. They, whatever recent update they pushed out on PlayStation, am I the only one that feels this way? The OS feels really slow now. It feels laggy. Does anybody else PS5 feel like like the actual operating system is laggy after the recent update? It, it Everything feels almost halting and late. I'm like clicking on stuff. Both of my PlayStation 5s. It's not like one of them. It's both of them. <clears throat> It, it almost hangs when it first boots up and stuff now. It's really weird. They pushed out that latest update that, like, lets you um, do the different things with the controllers and stuff. Been fine for me? Okay. PlayStation OS is trash. I can't. I hate the OS. I don't know. I do not like it. Uh... Give me one second. I gotta stretch my legs, refill my water. Are you connected to the router? Yeah, I'm, I'm connected. I'm wired in. I'm talking about like the actual operating system when it boots up. It like hangs there for a second. Give me one second.
Okay, sorry, we had some packages on the porch. Betting on video game subscription services in the U.S. has plateaued, at least for now. Yeah. The report's coming out about that or not. Doesn't look good. Uh, hang on, let me make sure. Has, was there any more... Solar Eagle, thanks for jumping in as a member. I thank Justin G. All right. Let me get this set up. Uh, full card. We need that. There we go. Out of breath. I mean, I, I was running through the house, and I was like, I had to pull the packages in, and then I'm like, I'm using the restroom, and then I'm like running back through, and I'm like tripping on stuff, because like my kids have all their toys in the living room. <laughs> it's like an obstacle course. Like Dads know, dude. If you try to move quickly through your house as a dad, it's like literally an obstacle course. It's like, am I going to trip and die and break my wrist? Like, I don't know. Liza P has a demo. Oh, is the demo still downloadable? Yeah, you could always just download the demo. Yeah. Play play it on Game Pass and then download the demo on PS5 and, and compare. When is this release in full? I don't know if they have an official date yet, do they? Fuzzy's saying in comparisons that the PS5 version looks maybe slightly crispier. Though. The demo was Garbino. The demo had issues with the uh, with Dodge, so that's all been patched. I have not had any issues with Dodge in the game. I actually really enjoyed it. I thought some of the Dark Souls tropes in the beginning were a little like, okay, cool. Like, we've all kind of... I don't know. I just feel like that stuff gets a little long in the tooth. It's not that it makes the game hard or bad. I just, I'm not a big fan of some of the Dark Souls tropes of... Like, surprise, you got hit in the back. It's like, okay. I don't mind that once or twice. It's like, haha, you got me. But it happens so many times. It's like, oh gosh. Like, here we go again. Alright, we're going to check out First Descendant. And don't worry, I know a lot of you guys have wanted to talk about the Game Pass situation and the acquisition situation with Nintendo. Don't you worry your pretty little heads. These leaks are juicy and they're not slowing down. We will we will get to them. Because I got a bone to pick with all the people that are cheerleading acquisition. Because, yeah. <laughs> Should be good. Alright, do me a favor. Do me a favor. If you have not done it already, smash the like button on this video. We're getting ready to leave, okay? I'm going to redirect you to the open beta. Now, redirects have been kind of funky. 
So me me playing this game, uh, the first Descendant beta, it's going to be featured on my channel, and it will also be. Um, I was like, I can't unmute the game thing. Um, it'll also it'll also be featured. It'll also be linked in chat. So smash the link in chat. Come over with us. Make sure and smash the like button when we get over there. Okay, we need likes on on the new video because the new video always struggles a teeny bit because it's fresh. Thanks so much for checking out me diving in to the first Descendant beta. This is the open beta. I have not played this game before. I am very interested in it. Obviously, we're going to be kind of on the lookout for any clues or you know insights into how monetization is going to look. There is concerns about that because of the, the, the team behind it. They are maybe known for some of that. They've even done some interviews that indicate there might be some pay to win in the game but we did want to check it out I wanted to see how the gameplay loop was I wanted to see how it felt now we're coming from a live discussion talk show about the next Xbox console and some of the leaks that came out so if you want to check out that talk show check it out uh, and maybe leave a comment tell me what you thought of the opening monologue I'm going to end that stream and bring everybody over with what is called a redirect